Okay, can you hear us now? I can hear you. There you go. There you go. Uh, happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> TGIM, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Uh, very, very quickly, public service announcement before we Again? start the po- podcast. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, 7.30. Well, no, I'm sorry. Tomorrow night, 6 p.m., we will be at the Famous. Uh, in on Bledel, brand. Right? On brand, yes. Uh, address was one fifty four. It was one. That's what I was. I was afraid of that four. That's what I was afraid of. But yeah, one five four South Brand Boulevard, in the city of Glendale. We'll be there from six to I don't know what time. Till eleven. Probably. Yeah, it's under, right, right below veranda, so Be- between Harvard and Broadway on Brand. Yes. The parking is on Artsakh, or is it Maryland? Either or. That part is Artsakh or Maryland? I don't remember. Maryland. Uh, no, whatever. Either way, yeah. Wherever you park to go to veranda or... Artsakh is past Broadway from where I know. Okay, we're not going to have a parking discussion. (laughs) So, yeah. No, so people know where to park in case they've never been there. Uh, You you could either park below um, Broadway or above Broadway, either or, and then literally just wrap wrap around. Um, And I've had people ask me tickets. It's not... It's open. There's no ticket purchases, nothing. Just Just be 21. Yeah, make sure you're 21, and uh, you just come in, have your drinks, have a good time. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be doing kind of like a an icebreaker meet and greet at 6 p.m. until 7:30, and then at 7:30 we'll be going live, and then you guys will uh, sit down, enjoy the show with us, and then we'll even have people from the audience come up to the hot seat, sit down, chit chat with us. And mind you, this isn't going to be a podcast like we do every Monday where we sit down and have you know, intense discussions about certain topics and whatnot. It's kind of going to be more of like shooting the shit. And, uh, you know, we want to meet everybody. We want to talk to everybody and uh, vice versa. So, JJ, it's not all you can drink. Um, unless you have a black American Express card, then yes. Yeah, you got to just drop it off before the, <laughs> <laughs> before 6 p.m. Does so that, that mean JJ's paying for everyone's drinks tomorrow? Basically. Okay, cool. So that being said, uh, we hope to see you guys tomorrow at 6 p.m. at the famous 154 South Brand Boulevard. Uh, And, uh, you know, we'll have a good time. That being said, I want to thank Miss Alina Semerjan for taking time out of her Monday to be with us. Welcome. Thank you, guys. So the closer you are to the mic, the better you're going to sound. Are you going to hear it from us a lot? 
You're not going to sound like me no matter what you do, but you'll sound I much know. better if you're far away. <laughs> I can never get to that voice, but we'll try. <laughs> it's the radio voice, right? Uh-huh, it, it it's, it's funny. Uh, off the podcast, we were, I was asking her about her last name, Samurjan, because uh, you know, I, I know a lot of Samurjans, and you know, she was telling me the last name came from you know, way back when, when Armenians were named by Turks after what they did. And Samirj was... Saddle maker. Saddle maker. Saddle. So your it's family was saddle maker? My dad's, uh, so my dad's side is from Vaughn. Um, and when Vaughn got conquered, um, you had three choices. Um, just like ISIS gives, you either get your head cut off, which means die. Um, you have to convert. Or if and only if you have some kind of talent that was useful... You pay a 99% tax, basically slavery, wow. on whatever it is. So semerj in Turkish means saddle maker. Jan identifies you as an Armenian. So the Turkish taxman would take your real last name away because real Armenian last names are like Minas Jan, yeah. like Minasi Jana, um, Sarkisi Jana. Like Sarkis's son, Minas' yeah. son, Hovanes's son. The 99% sounds almost as high as California tax. <laughs> Just a little more. Um, so, a little more than that. So, yeah. Um, and like Kuyumjan, Kuyumj means jewelry maker. Um, so those, the DJs are the Jezza um, last name. And whenever people ask me, why don't you change it? I'm like, because it is a, it's evidence of the genocide that was perpetrated against us. Because, okay, so the people who didn't have any talent who were just, you know, regular farm workers or something like that. So they had two choices. They either got their head cut off and had to convert or had to convert. So basically the... Convert as in convert into Islam. Islam. Yeah. Uh, To convert to being Turks. So basically that's why so many Turks look like us is because their ancestors didn't have some kind of uh, talent, some kind of trade. So they had to choose between getting their head cut off or dying, but the fact that they're alive today means that they chose to convert, and that's why they have our faces, because they are us. Yeah. I mean... Ancestry.com <coughs> confirmed all of that, didn't they? It did. It did. Just a message to all the Turks. Uh, most of you that actually look attractive, you could thank us for that. Because <laughs> literally, that is our genes. That is our DNA in them. So, like, whenever so, there's like two ways they you become Armenian right, or you become a Turk, right? So they would come in, they would take the women into the harems, they would kill you, kill the men, yeah. or either you convert, or so they or um, the young men would be castrated and turned into eunuchs, um, and they would have to basically guard the harems that house their mothers, sisters, you know, their family members. Yeah. And they would have to be castrated because... Of course, they don't want them to multiply. They don't want multiply. them to sleep with the women in of the course. harems. So, um, so either, like, the, the, those children of rape, of yeah. you know, gang rape, um, were basically half Armenian. Um, so, I, I actually, like, I think it's it would behoove us to go a little further back of, of how Turks were actually made. Turks are actually a hybrid race. Um, it's when the Mohammedan warriors pushed into Mongolia, 
and they took the Mongol women into the harems, and the um, original Turks are basically from Mongol women uh, that were in the harems, and the Arab fathers. So whenever the children were born, they looked Asian like the moms, but had the Islamic religion of the dominant fathers. So they couldn't push any more into uh, China and Asia because of the wall. So they decided to turn um, west, cross the Caspian Sea, and um, where Azerbaijan is today used to be Caucasian Albania. It was a Caucasian uh, nation, just like Georgia, just like Armenia, like the Greeks. Um, And they got completely exterminated. They are... By who? By the Turks. Got wiped out. Uh, there's maps of Caucasian Albania before the um, crossing of the Turks into the like off the Caspian Sea because whenever you see on the other side of the Caspian Sea is Turkmenistan, right? Turkmenistan, yeah. yeah. Turkmenituna, like Rusastun, Hayastun, like it's the house Turkmenistan, of Turkmenistan. It's the house of the Turkmen, the house of the Rusastan, Rusastun, the house of the Rusas. Interesting, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. So this Indo-European like um, you know language. So they basically pushed the Albanians out, and they kind of not, settled in. Not even pushed them out, right? So three things: you either get your head cut off, you uh, have to pay the jeza, or you have to convert. So um, what they did is they basically wiped them out completely um, by assimilating and by genocide, and so, so it was a complete extermination of the Caucasian Albanian nation and peoples. And the assimilation. And so what year was this in? This is like 11th century. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. You weren't born yet, though. No, 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 I wasn't. I so was trying to do the math. It was math. a few was years like right before you were born. Right, right before I was born. Biden was around. <laughs> of course it was, bro. <laughs> Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, they were all around. <laughs> they were in office. <laughs> <laughs> they let it happen. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do, do Elizabeth you know? Warren was actually a Native American here. Yeah. Back yeah, then? She yeah, was, back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's one, 128th Mongolian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so can you think of any other Armenian last names? I'm curious that that um, signifies some type of trait like your last name, or so. Uh, like I said, Kuyum John is the jewelry makers. Semerjan is the uh, saddle makers. Well, is another, but that's well, Armenian. But that's Armenian. Name. So anything that's like uh, so let's say Menejan. Well, the uh, that J the DJs, DJs, yeah. Right. So those are Western Armenians. Uh, my uh, a lot of my family is Western Armenian. My dad's family uh, from my dad's dad's side is from Vaughn. My mom's dad's side is from Erzurum, uh, Godin. Um, they he, both sides of my family are, are genocide survivors, orphans. Um, so I have a very deep connection to Western Armenia, and I have a connection to Eastern Armenia through. Uh, my dad, he wasn't Artakti, but he was the commander of Vazgen Sarkisan's um, battalion, Arziv Mahapathmed, uh-huh. um, who liberated Shushi. So, yeah, you f- do you feel comfortable talking about that? Can we talk about that, your well, dad? Because um, I don't remember discussing what you don't want to talk about. Did we yeah. discuss all that? Yeah, did it, did I, I, I go, I, I'm an open, open book. Yeah. Okay, great. Because. Edgar brought it to our attention. I, I, I didn't know, and I don't, I don't know if you knew, but your, fa- your father actually fought in the first Artsakh War and, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, lost his life. Can you tell us about your dad, whatever you know of him and whatever, you know, the, the stories behind uh, the war and what was told to you? 
Certainly. Um, I'll, I'll go back even further before that. Whenever the um, movement started, so basically the Artsakh issue has to do all the way to Joseph Stalin. So whenever the Bolsheviks invaded Armenia after the Battle of Sadarabad, um, basically we were we had we were fighting the Turks. We had we were a nation of five hundred thousand orphans, and then Nihata we got invaded by the Bolsheviks. Um, just Ivichaki Chank. But the Bolsheviks were coming in uh, under the cover of being our allies at the time. Wink, wink. Right. Same thing today. The same Bolsheviks are doing the same thing today. Yes, so Stalinism is alive and well. It's actually making a resurgence back in Armenia. Um, and the, and you see the Stalinist rhetoric here. Like, again, I did not mean that in any other no way. No more drinking for you, young man. Don't, don't, people don't <laughs> take that out of context. Literally, merang talo, bunch monats. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> for crying out loud. Um, so, Stalin, um, he had a divide and conquer policy because all of the other nations were willing to, because whenever you think about Bolshevism, um, it's a political party like whenever we talk about whenever people are like oh the russians like the russians aren't a monolith you know there's political parties there's ideologies so bolshevism is an ideology of jealous losers who literally like they couldn't do shit um and they they got the King and his whole family shot at Simpatink, made Yeah. Um, and they took the czar out, basically. Yeah. Um, and basically, it was a band of thugs under this ideology of we're all equal, we're all poor. Uh, so, sounds like socialism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually communism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, the, uh, communism was the ideal that they were trying to get to, but socialism is what it was. So. Under the guise of we're all brothers, uh, but there's no bourgeoisie, but now anyone who works for the government is the new bourgeoisie. Yeah. Um, that's why whenever you talk to Armenians, they're like, oh, Inka Ministered, Don Inka, like he worked for Tseka, and da da da. So it's like the new upper class were the people who worked for the government, right? So no matter what you do, you can't get rid of that. Okay. You can't get rid of the hierarchy. Um, so whenever um, Lenin, Stalin, they. Um, Armenia was a more unwilling uh, participant in the Soviet Union because we are historically Christian, so we didn't really want to become atheists. Correct. Um, and they knew that to control Armenia, they had to put a portion of Armenians under their natural predator, the Turk, um, basically holding them hostage. So the Eastern Armenia... Uh, Artsakh was put under Soviet Azerbaijan, right? There, the, there, there are no real countries uh, in this. Like everyone answers to Moscow, so it's everything's very fluid. However, um, uh, the way that they got Azerbaijan to join is Azerbaijan was actually uh, ca- they called them Caucasian Tartars. Uh, because they had just um, there was no such thing as Azerbaijan. Of course, before. Azerbaijan is. It, well, that, like we, there's so many jokes about it that 
there's so many other things that are older than Azerbaijan. Exactly. And you even see Haydar Aliyev, uh, whenever he's talking, saying, like, we, the Caucasian Tartars, da, 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 because they had just gotten... He, he actually recently claimed to be a descendant of the Albanians from the area. Yeah, so, like... That's well, just ridiculous. Well, well, see, that's... But in a way that they kind of are from the mother's side, from the harems, right? So they are... the Whenever you... Stepanaker is called Khan Kendi. Khan... Is the invading Khans. Genghis Khan. That's where it comes from. It's from those Mongol invaders. So it's literally the slave name of our city. It it literally, like in its name, it says that it's a conquering occupant's Name. That's what they call it, though. Yeah, that's we what call, they call it. Stepanakir. We call it Stepanakir. We call it Artak, right? Like it's, yes. It's, so um, that's the original name. But Khan Kendi, in the name itself, signifies occupation of inv- of the invading Khans. <laughs> so, like, whenever they, whenever they, like, are like, oh, it's, I was like, okay, and where did the Khans come from? From the Altai Mountains of Western Mongolia. So that's where your homeland is. Go back. Yeah, because I, I, I just gotta go home, but you yeah. gotta get the hell up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, you two should do a duet together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be pretty hilarious. <laughs> maybe bit. tomorrow you can test it. Maybe out. tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll have karaoke night tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as as well as as we're you know going more and more into you know how the war broke out and what happened exactly. But uh, how much do you know about the Wilsonian document? Um, so, Wilsonian Armenia, um, again, it was whenever uh, the Treaty of Sever Correct. Um, basically said that this is historical Armenia, and these lands belong to Armenia. However, um, Ataturk yes. was like, I think not. And he invaded, and what you learn from history is that Nobody, like, okay, documents don't mean anything. Yeah, All that exactly. matters is the boots on the ground. Correct. So why is it that a lot of people are pushing this whole, you know, Wilsonian Armenia, Wilsonian Armenia? Well, not Look, a lot. Who, lot of, who's pushing it? Ara Papian is. Well, well I'm, Ara, I'm pushing it too. Ara Papian is pushing it, and a lot of people in Armenia... Wait, and, let's let's and just understand if it's legal today or not. Does that document... Mean anything? Hold water. It, no. It, if, if, if it if, did hold water, it would... It <laughs> well, you, you know what holds lacking water? lacking 12,500. If you have enough weaponry and you have enough power to enforce it, then it does become legal. Because then the Treaty of Luzon was um, signed after it. Because guess what? He put a gun to everyone's head and was like, is someone going to do something about it? And everyone in Europe was like, not me. And then... And then same thing go- again, right? Same, same Do you thing. see a lot of things repeating every hundred years, or of course, this is just Edgar being crazy. No, no, no. Every hundred years, there's a culling of the herd to Armenians. Um, like they, like Amenankam made and we just keep not learning the mistakes of the past. And what I realized, even as a White House intern, when I got all the way to the White House, I looked around. I was like. Nobody has any power here. The only people who have power are the people who have the guns. So the military-industrial complex is what rules Earth. Like, if you are a leader of a country, you think, who's behind? Do I have to kiss to get the best weapons to protect and grow my borders? Only our dumbass is like... Dumbasses. Dumbasses. Please. 
Yeah. Clearly, yes, clearly. Yes. Um, all for are, are all only thinking about giving land. Can you imagine if um, Biden today woke up and was like, oh, we need to give land to Mexico? <laughs> It's like, that, yeah, lip, but, that but, lip of hey, Texas, we don't do really we use it. Let's just, please don't say this because he might. I get an idea, right? Oh, don't give the guy ideas. Okay, so let, let me ask you this question. It's, that's called treason. Since you're talking about land, right? Because there's there's been a lot of um, conversation theories about how initially during the 2020 war, before it started, there was a conversation where they asked for those seven provinces, re- provinces regions, right? And even before we lost... There are no seven regions, that's awesome. Right, but my, my question is... Um, Those are our mountains. Oh, like, I, I want to get to that, yeah, because so, it's very important. So when the regions were discussed, that, okay, we want these regions, and we won't attack, and then even two days into the war, this is, again, hearsay, this is what I've, I've heard. Um, I wasn't there during the meetings, I don't know what was discussed, Uh and then even within the second or third day, the discussion came up again. And supposedly, Pashinyan spoke to the citizens and said, look, we can either give them these seven regions. Or fight. And, uh, or, or fight. And the people said, no, we're going to fight. So knowing that, and then ultimately still losing the seven regions plus 5,000 innocent lives, Right. What would have been a better decision if that is actually the a better fact. decision would be buying air protection and drones and being able to keep everything. Um, so basically, let me go back to these seven regions. Right. This goes back to Stalin. This is the Stalin's um, divide and conquer policy. Why did he put those? Why, why do they want those regions? Because the north is mountains where you get your water from. Right? So that's where the irrigation comes from. The south is the valley where the farmland is. So uh, what's left in the middle is those, uh, is Stepanakir, the city. So if the way he gerrymandered it is that we don't have mountains for water and we don't have farmland for food, so we can't be independent. We are always beholden to Mother uh, Russia, Lenin, Poppy, whoever. Yeah. Um, whether it's Azerbaijan, whether it's uh, something else, whenever you get rid of like, you know, re- natural resources, any nation who does not own at least 51% of their national resources is a slave state. And that's exactly the whole idea of those seven like regions, wink, yeah. wink. That's not seven regions. That's mountains. That's farmland. That's water. That's, that's all of the things that allows you to be independent. So Correct. what he did was gerrymander um, Artach, into this mutilated limb, when you look at Soviet Karabakh, yes. right? It's it's not it's Karitach, it's Karatach because whenever you look at um, under Shushi, what do we call Karintach, right? So it's that that word is also Armenian. Because the seven regions Armand was talking about was basically, you know, cities. That's Artach. I know, correct, absolutely. So. In ninety, you know, in in the nineties when the war broke out, and we were victorious, and we defended our lands, and Armenia was victorious. Why wasn't anything done as far as going to Europe, going to Asia, going to the world, turning around and saying, "Hey, listen, we kicked ass, we won. This is our land. 
why was it why was it said that again like you just said hearsay it was more of a everything was left in the air and you know no map was actually drawn no peace treaty no cease and it was more of a ceasefire than it was a ending of the war where they turned around now in 2020 and they said hey listen remember in the 90s that war okay we we want we want our lands back and we're like no 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 that's ours so do you remember the 1999 parliament shooting yes mm-hmm. yes so let's go a little bit farther that, than that you don't need to go too far. That's where Armenia's independence stopped. Yes, yes, that but day. exactly. That's that is exactly exactly that's exactly true. But let's go a little further back to the events that led up to that day, right? So Vazgen Sarkisyan with his battalions and uh, you know our great guys, Monte, my dad, all of the great the fighters, fighting men, the real men. Um, so what happened was my dad was part, whenever the movement happened, whenever Vazgen Sarkisyan went uh, to, on TV and said, I need 300 men uh, to come and be Mahapart. And what does Mahapart mean? Which means no surrender. Because whenever there's an option of surrender, the morale is shot. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so whenever Vazgen said, I want those 300 men, my dad was already there next to Vazgen. That's why he was the commander. Uh, he was the Haramanatar of Arti King and Arti Mahapartner. Um, so what happened is Hahasha um, is like, there was the movement and all of that stuff. So Levontel Petrosyan became the president. Levontel Petrosyan, allegedly, I suspect, He's a spy. I hate him. I hate him the most. I think that he is the head of the snake that runs um, all bad things. Like he is, he is the till today, by the way. Oh, till today, till today. Um, if you see that, like all of these guys are all have meetings with each other. They're they're supposedly from different parties, but they all have meetings. Like, what did you guys do together that you have on each other? So. <laughs> <laughs> So what happened is Levon went to a couple of places. This is what what year are we talking about? Three, four, ninety-three, ninety-four. Th- 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 so uh, like ninety-two, let's say, right? The war started in the, the, the war is already yeah. yeah okay. The so war is already, already going yeah. Bahman, and this Chris is thinking about giving the land that we just shed all this blood for and won. So Vazgen. Defended. What, what did I say? Le- you said won. Well, we won our lands. We defended our lands. We defended, we liberated yeah. our lands. Yeah. So Vazgen and my dad get wind of this traitor's dealings and money uh, exchange ideas of money for land kind of deals. And what, they, what these guys do is they grab this traitor by the neck and throw him out. Levon. Yes, in a not not a nice way. But hold on, this is <laughs> this is while he's president. Yes, basically they force him to they force him to resign, right? So he resigns, but not wanting to. Let's not even mention all the harm he did to Armenia during the war. Oh, oh, he imagine fighting a war where you, the person that's supposed to be representing you is hurting you. 
we don't need to imagine we had it in uh, we had we also had it in Nicole, which who is who was Revon's campaign manager yes. during that time and was speaking against Vazgen. Puppet. Yes, exactly. So we're gonna meet Arno and I. You too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that. Sorry. I said I'm. The, I'm gonna meet your mic and my mic. These two. Oh yeah. So go on. <laughs> <laughs> so Vazgen and the real men. Get rid of uh, the sniveling rat called Levon, um, and poor Vazgen is so like traumatized by this like seller, and he's like, "Who can I bring that won't sell Artsakh? The president of Artsakh, right?" So that's why he brings Robert Kochayan to be president. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, who can I trust to not sell Artsakh? And it's going to have to be the Levon had a hand in that too. So they all still have meetings together, which I think is super suspicious. So um, then Robert comes and becomes president. Then... You forgot to say none of those elections were real. Oh, of course not, because... Um, oh. So basically... Nobody Armenia even knew Robert, uh, Robert when he became president. Nobody in the streets knew who this guy was. Armenia such a small country that anyone who owns the state infrastructure at the time always wins. There's rolling blackouts, there's payments, there's whatever, whatever. Like at the end of the day, whoever is ruling keeps ruling. You know? Yeah. So that's what happens. So um, then Vazgen teams up with Karen Demerchan, uh, who was like an older head who like is more like the wise guy like the wise man to his like fiery military man and they become the dream team basically for Armenia. Then somehow, some way, um some sweaty gray rats like Naidi Hunanyan enter the parliament, shoot all of the great guys. And I also have a question, where is Naidi Hunanyan? This no was a exactly. This was a political assassination. What political party was behind it? Who was behind it? Why did they do it? Who put them up to it? All good questions. All questions we have absolutely no answers to. So that and then the parliament shooting happens, and then all of a sudden there are negotiations where our leaders are sitting down with the enemy and keeping this. Um, issue alive. Instead of saying the issue is closed, we voted, we won, we fought, we won. Like I said, the only negotiation that should have been going on with the Turks at that point would be, if you promise not to kill me, I'll promise not to die. That's it. See, this goes back to what I was mentioning. Why was it that after the war, victorious war, us defending our land, why was it not drawn out saying that, you know what, this is now, our, it's not Artsakh, this is now all of Armenia. So then the OSCE Minsk group is created, right? So it's with France and Russia and da-da-da-da. So we basically create a bureaucracy upon keeping this issue alive. People are now getting paid to keep this issue going. So there can never be a, because now when once you've won your land, once you negotiate, once you start negotiating, you're only negotiating on what to give. So basically we dug our own graves. We turned our win into a loss. 
Because like you, we, you should say, look, I don't negotiate with terrorists. These people voted. They won. We fought. We won. It's over. It's the the issue is dead. But is once, it on document? No. What? The, well, the it is. When, oh. you, when you win a war, you gotta make sure that sign. Well, the, the vote. What did what did they do to Nicole? You had to do the same thing in ninety five, ninety six. Well, Korlevon didn't do that. No, because, because he he's, because he's he wanted to enemy sell. Himself. Didn't you see the Ser Sarkisian whenever he um, leaked the audio of Lukashenko um, offering him six billion dollars to sell uh, Artsakh, and he was like, "No, so I, I'm not going to do it." Da, 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 da. It's like, why didn't you tell us about this sooner? Why didn't you yeah. tell us that there was this kind of offer on the table and that the next guy might say, hold my beer, I'll do it for three. And, and I, he did. And he did. And he did. And he, like, I'm sure the same thing was offered to him, I'm, I'm, I'm sure for a lower price. And he agreed. And you, don't, you don't think there's more to this? In what way? There's always more. The, I see the four of them are literally owned by the same people. All four of them. Well, they no. keep having meetings together, like I said, which I think is weird. Levon, Robert, Serge, Nicole, they, they all keep having meetings. Like yeah. During the war, they were all having meetings together. Even what before Nicole came into about? power, they were having those meetings. Yeah, like, what are you guys talking about? What exactly is there to talk about except for what you're giving? And then when and Serge is like, we weren't thinking about what we're giving. We're thinking about what we're keeping. Okay. That means you're thinking about what you're keeping and what you're giving. Okay? Bunch of bullshit. To be quite honest, they're See, all traitors. Anyone who sat down with the enemy to negotiate our land that we legally voted and righteously fought and won for should be tried for treason. That they're like the whole treason of of See, Sep, I, I was going to say exactly what Sep says. As far as like, okay, you win the war, like. What document do you need signing? You win the war, you win the war. It's it. This is ours. It's an easement. Yeah, you want it? Come what, what needed? What you want it? Come and take it. What What needed to happen after that is Armenia need to needed to make a military industrial complex where there was engineering think tanks to create an iron dome like Israel has to create drones to create tunnels to create all of these infrastructures. Well, we're landlocked. And, we're not like Israel. It, it really doesn't, doesn't, matter. It doesn't matter. What does that have to do with drone technology? That has nothing and, to do with it. military. You, you can... There's a million things you can do. Our... Um, they're all desert. We're mountains. Like we, we have no, a know, lot of advantages I, as well. Uh, my, my biggest concern would be, as far as you know, me saying landlocked, you know, import and export. I mean, with... Well, actually, Iran. Well, all, Iran would yeah, be, exactly. All we needed to do, and I've like written it here... Whenever people are like, oh, Armenia is such a, in such a bad position, actually, we're in an amazing position because nobody can get to Europe without going through us. So if you are an actual good politician, you go to um, all, like, so you create, like, what I would do is I would create a Silk Road Trade Defense Council. And I would enlist Armenia, Ukraine, Slovakia, Czechia, Germany, uh, France, Spain, Georgia, Iran, India, China, basically a whole straight line going from China to Europe and say, this is the new Silk Road and we're all a team in trade because that's the kind of political things you have to do, get investments and like... But does Armenia have that level of pull influence to do that? I mean, in theory, it sounds great. The the reason we still exist is because we have pull. In what way? 
in our geopolitical in our geographic positioning in our cultural like let's let's put La Perla right the um, manufacturer of women's laundry they I find it too expensive that's what I wear by the way (laughs) is that for Thursday nights (laughs) he's wearing it tonight (laughs) tomorrow tomorrow So La Perla um, f- is now—it's too expensive to make it in Italy now. Mm-hmm. So, it, but Turkey has um, was one of the biggest clothing manufacturing. Like I looked at um, their GDP and what they make the most money out of clothing manufacturing. Textile is there. Is yeah. one of, of the things. However, La Perla says we don't want to make it in Turkey because to keep the name up of La Perla, it can't say made in Turkey. So what did they do? They came and made it in Armenia. Because when you think made in Armenia, you don't think slums and uh, slum lords and sweatshops. You think uh, culture and artisans. And that there's so many things that we have to our benefit. We have such human capital. Whenever you look at the inventions of the modern world, an anomalous amount is created by Armenians. We have a genius gene. Don't you think that's why we have enemies? That's another okay, reason. Okay, but of course but they're when jealous. Did, when did the inventions stop, though? Because we have twentieth century. We haven't in the last I mean, twenty thirty I mean, years. I mean, as look, far as I the, know. the the I know you're not gonna look the COVID vaccine guy, right? Armenian, like well, the the, the well, Nobel Prize winner recently, Armenian. Wait, 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 wait. The COVID vaccine. That's fine, but the COVID wait, guy, the COVID I, vaccine. He's more of an. He's, he's not an the investor. creator. He's an investor. He yeah. dumped money into it. See the countries that you mentioned. The reason why I was saying it is because uh, you know I'm trying to understand this myself as well. Are all those countries going to be willing and able to actually work with Armenia with trade? I mean, what do we have to Trust offer? Trust me, they would rather work with us than work with the Turks because it's dangerous. Well, so how do you know because, that? The Turks have the things to offer them. See, Again, the Euro- I'm, not, no. I'm not saying... Why do you think the Europeans didn't help us in how we lost Baku, which is not Turkish nothing? That's an Armenian city. Armenians built it. But, well, right? So the oil industry was brought up by the Armenians in that specific area. Yeah. But the Europeans understood that with Armenians and how strict of business people they are, they can't be taken advantage of. You know so what? The, those British petroleum people rather deal with the Turk. I'm just telling you. That's the truth. I disagree. Okay, that's fine. We so, can, and I'll tell we, you why. We need to find well, let's stuff see to why. disagree. I'll, I'll tell you no. why. We just, uh, the reason they didn't side with us is because we don't have weapons to sell to offer to them. Because whenever, I'm talking 100 years ago. We didn't have it done either. <laughs> they didn't either. Back then, there wasn't much indifference in power. But at the end of the day, they were already there. What are they going to do? Kick them out, put us in, like, and then da 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 No, you have to fight, get there, and then make the deal. So, Nike, if you have so certain weapons, right? Like, Turkey has the Bayraktar. Today. Today. Okay. So let's, let's talk today. Right. I don't know what was happening 100 years ago and what, like, um, things were in play, right? So, today... Poland voted in the uh, thing to with Azerbaijan and with Turkey, and then we find out that Poland just ordered a bunch of Bayraktars. So, and we were like, "What Poland? Why did all the Polish representatives vote against us? We don't understand." And then when you look deeper into it, it's because they have business deals. Whenever, if we had some kind of drone technology, some kind of thing to sell, then we would be like, "Hey." Here's the deal. I sell this to you on the condition that you don't do business with da-da-da-da-da. And what else I would also do is if my enemy is being fed 
by oil, then I would make sure that my country is the epicenter and the champion of alternative energy and waste to energy programs, whatever, like, and solar, whatever. I would try to make whatever is feeding my enemy obsolete. But we don't do that. Now we're like, oh, we'll do shell gas stations and bring so, those airy gas and make since them Since you're talking about oil, I have a question for you. You've heard of Gulbenkian, Mr. 5%? Yes. Okay. The guy was pretty much the innovator of everything we have today with regards to uh, oil. oil and, right, petroleum yes. and all. Why was none of that technology to the benefit of Armenia? I'll tell you exactly why. Can I give my answer? Sure. All... Every time Armenians have failed, it's always been a rich Armenian that leaves the Armenian people behind. Why? And this is one of them. Why? Though? Why? Because they offer they, more money. The enemy. Because he was they, the enemy offers more why money. Why was I guess? he called Mister Five Percent? He owned five percent of everything. Okay, and that wasn't <laughs> enough for him to put five percent of something into Armenia, so that some of the trade, some of the uh, the same rich people that are in power today in Armenia, the five or six businessmen. They're the same shit that you're talking about. So Just a hundred years later. That's it. Let me tell you how I see it and my experience, right? You bring up a good thing about Armenians. Uh, invent- if you notice, the, inven- the in- Armenian inventors never made their inventions in Armenia. Outside, yeah. They're always outside. Like automatic transmission. Oscar Banker, um, I think uh, Osnavurian is his last name. He didn't make it in our, like uh, the guy who made automatic transmission for the cars, was yes. Armenian, but Armenia doesn't have a car company, right? They did they did for a few years? Yeras. that was yeah. not a Yeras whatsoever. <laughs> a, but but you know what? But you know what I mean? Any th- but why is that? You know why? Because if you're the best physicist and you can do all of the da-da-da-da, but guess what? Do banatsanot chunas barakam chunas whatever then a more mediocre person who has the connections gets the job. So and what? And it leaves leave, you. You leave the country. And then you leave. You're like, hey, you know what? Goodbye. I'm going to go to NASA in America and build it for them. And then there you go. Brain drain. So nepotism. Who the hell is this California dream bullshit? Can you please clean that shit up? I, I can't stand people like this. Why? He's commenting. No, he's Why commenting what? You? you can't comment with your own name so I can cuss your ass out? Don't comment, bitch. <laughs> what? Ed, you got to take that glass away, buddy. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't stand people. I'm usually the one you're not going to use your name, don't I'm usually talk. the one calling people bitch in the F word. <laughs> yeah, you know what pisses me off? You're today. not using <laughs> your name. <laughs> you can California use your name. Dreamer, I don't know what, what he's saying, name, but let him express himself. Buddy, Mrs. California Dreaming. Baku has nothing to do with Armenians. Kiss my ass. Actually, it's one. named after the King Bakur, <laughs> who was Armenian. There you go, bitch. King Bakur. So that I, th- I feel ba- like he's Bakur. either a Turk or something. So Nachichevan is Nachichevan, Michev Ijevan. Okay, so that is also Armenian. If you like, there is nothing in that region that is Turkish um, at all. Not even the Turks are Turkish. They are assimilated Armenians. I remember whenever I was a kid and I was watching um, Lion King, and whenever not like whenever things are bad, and then it's like them against us, and Nala turns and he's like, "Them us, look at them. They are us." And I was a little kid, and I was like, "Oh my God, 
they are us. And like, it like clicked in my brain. Like I was a little kid, I was probably like eight years old. I was like, they're Armenians. They just forgot. They were brainwashed. They're brainwashed Armenians. Because it's like whenever they're, I remember whenever I was talking to one of the Turks online and he's like, oh, prove it. I was like, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, you're not seeing a Khan. You are not seeing uh, the Mongol invaders. You're seeing your raped Armenian grandmother's eyes looking back at you. Yes. Damn. So those DNA companies also sold out to the Turks. Yeah, because they just go, you're West Asian. Yes. What do you say sold out? Why? Money. Investments. Listen, bro, I mean... If Turkey's government's got the money to pay uh, 32 friends in me or whatever the bullshit's called. <laughs> 20, 23 in me. Yeah, 32 friends called. in me is a gay website. <laughs> Stop going on there. It's an OnlyFans page. How would you know? Because you were on Craigslist promoting it. <laughs> I was about to say, why do you, why, why do you, why are you talking about 32 in me? And, and how do you know it's a gay porn website? 32 friends. I say friends, <laughs> even worse, man. 32 you friends in you? Jesus yourself. Christ, bro. Sorry, guys. Oh, I gotta take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut that out. <laughs> Why'd you turn all red, buddy? <laughs> He's like, oops. Did you turn the AC off? No, it's oh, just... I'll, 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 yeah, I'll turn it off. I didn't touch it. Why is it on 78? I didn't touch it. No wonder I'm. Or it could be the beautiful Armenian brandy we're having right now. I think Ed turned it off. Uh, when did I touch it, man? It was 74. 10 I minutes ago. How did it go up to 78? Okay, the thing turned off. What do you want me Shit. to do? So yeah, you guys, Armenia's problems can be easily fixed. And I've like written it down here. Um, if we have that um, Silk Road Defense Council where we, and like India, India loves us so much. During the war, the only people who had our back were literally the Indians. And if all the Indian people pee at the same time, Azerbaijan will drown. Okay? We need... To enlist our friends in India. There's more friends we can have. There's so many. Cyprus, Greece, like Iran. Like There's so many. Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start with the... Financially, Saudi Arabia. Let's start. um, Enemy of my enemy is my friend. By the way, Harry thinks you're the most knowledgeable guest we've had. I think... Harry, are you going to be... At At the famous tomorrow? Course he's Elena, are there. you going to be I'll at the I'll be fair? there, yes. Very. Your opportunity to meet Elena tomorrow. There you go. I'd love to. So, yeah. So, what we can do is um, we need to create a chamber of trade and commerce, a council of domestic business owners and international investors, like a small business association, like a chamber of commerce situation, right? Um, wh- where we get, like, investors and put them in one place. Um, then we need to ramp up our manufacturing center and we can't do everything. We have to really focus on what we're going to specialize in. Every country specializes in a certain thing. We have to take into account that we don't really have a lot of land and all that. So what we can do is um, also, whenever they're like, oh, let's do business with Turkey, Turkey is not a business partner for us. They are a competitor that undercuts Armenian business. They make it cheaper and lower quality, and they have more land to do so. So what we need to do, and I looked up like what their things are, we need to do uh, medical and hospital equipment manufacturing so we can, have, we can modernize our own hospitals. When you go to Armenian hospitals, it's 
disgusting and yeah. ridiculous. So we need medical hospital S- equipment. Speaking of that, you know what I recently have been thinking about? I'm going to Armenia in August, and I really want to look into this because I know it doesn't exist in Armenia. But, and I, I, I'm going to look into if I can set it up. I would our, say you should be quiet about it for now. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. Nobody can copy it, don't worry. Okay. It takes a lot of kahunas to do it. <laughs> I know what you're capable of, but no, I would no, say don't share it, everything. It's not right about now. me being okay. Yeah. I won't share. Fine, fine. No, fine. not all of it. Give us the idea. <clears throat> it's fine, but don't go too deep into it. Stem cell therapy. Okay, great. Yeah, because yes. that will attract a lot of money, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. But, yeah, great idea. So, <laughs> my my favorite thing about Armenia. Blue, blue. <laughs> Switch Damn it up, bro. Stop touching the buttons. Sorry, go ahead. Just click I blue. Because I, one of my friends uh, actually went to Armenia, Michael Sarian, who's a well-known hospital executive. And he, this was, I want to say, um, maybe five or six years ago, he looked into opening up hospitals. They actually wanted to consult with him on how they can improve it. But from what he shared with me, he said, every suggestion I made was just, they weren't receptive to it. It's like, well, no, we don't need that. We don't need this. We Guy. That's why you don't ask. Did Tigran ask the Parthians if he could create an empire? No, he just did it. Right, but when you're when you're invited by, let's say, the health ministry to to consult and help them build or renovate the hospitals, they have to approve it, right? No, because I went with NASA um, in 2018. Uh-huh. Whenever I was like so happy, like oh my god, Armenia, like new dawn, and mm-hmm. I went and I convinced the people at NASA to uh, give all their like open source like all the stuff for us to create like all this like basically a new like mini nasa because nasa really appreciates the genius that we have a lot of people at jpl right. or armenian so i went to the education minister and whenever i proposed this to them they said oh it's a lot of paperwork paperwork yeah. okay so then that's how do same. you overcome that? So what you do is you got to do it yourself and then present it because they're so lazy. They don't actually want to do anything. So well, Sudan said that if our people didn't wake up at 1 p.m., we'd, we'd have a different Armenia. They're doing it. Yeah, it's, it's literally European mentality. Let's, <laughs> let's open up shop at 11 o'clock, have lunch at 12. Yeah, I, open, hear, I hear you can't go find coffee at 7 a.m. You yeah, well, There's a couple um, of couple of coffee. Unfortunately, shops. Armenia is a big, we are Indo-European, but we are not in Europe proper. We are the gate of Europe, yeah. so we cannot have the luxuries of the European lifestyle that we enjoyed after the victory of thirty years. You guys gotta uh, get it together and remember where you live. Um, so, and all this medical equipment and all that stuff, medical sale, medical equipment sales here is like one of the biggest money makers. So if we are making this type of equipment and this is like, forget about the weapon sales, right? So you enlist like corps in Europe and da, 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 and ha- make them have an interest in Armenia not being wiped out. That's literally nobody is going to you have what are you to, offering you exactly what are you like what is it like you can't just be like, well entitlement his love name no nobody cares nobody cares what do you have to offer on the table money talks everything else walks and dies so so you're pushing manufacturing a lot of manufacturing a lot of manufacturing um so my favorite thing in Armenia tooth um which the mulberry leaves silk manufacturing we and they're like little worms and like and we have a lot of great weavers. Then in Armenia, doesn't isn't that make very so. seasonal though? Um, Toot or well, springtime. 
or you, are the leaves so available? So you harvest and then you have material to work with throughout the year. And then you can clone it or no? No, I'm serious. You can. You can. <laughs> so um, basically, like, um, so silk manufacturing yeah. is huge. Like textile manufacturing is huge. Um, and it's a very expensive fabric. And there's different weaves, and I'm sure Armenians can, you know, make newer versions and sell it on the market, sell it to India, sell it back to China, like whatever. Um, animal husbandry. 30%, only 30% of the chickens that are eaten in Armenia are actually grown in Armenia. Everything else Turkey? everything else is imported. From, from Turkey. Turkey. No, no, no. Wherever. I don't think it's from Turkey. It could be I Iran. wouldn't be surprised. But wait, at so, the same time, Armenia is exporting uh, sheep into Iran. So how does this all make sense? It, it, because we are, we just give. We are, we're givers. <laughs> so um, animal husbandry. <laughs> so animal animal husbandry programs are very important. And when I, I remember, I said this one time. I was like, the thirty percent because there, there's an article you can look it up. Only thirty percent of the chickens that we eat in Armenia is actually grown but in Armenia. So and whenever I said that. They literally, like, there were, like, chicken programs, and I really appreciate that people listen to me and stuff. But what they did is they went and got chickens from Ijevan and took it to Meghri and took it. It's like, no, no, you need to go buy eggs from another country, bring those eggs, because, you like, you, you just transporting chicken from here to there, there to here, doesn't increase... <laughs> It doesn't increase the number of chickens in the country. What you need to do is import the eggs from, let's say, Georgia, Iran, whatever. Go to a farmer and be like, hey, I'll give you this much for your eggs. Bring the eggs and then multiply them. But why? But you know why it hasn't been done all these years, right? Be because channels. No, no, it's not about not wanting it. The, because, for example, let's say I have a chicken farm here and I'm a chicken expert. My concern, just like I have expertise in healthcare. My concern has always been, if I go to Armenia, I start anything. Once, it's once I running. build it up where it's like now, let's say, profitable or ah, it's flourishing, they're gonna be, yeah, somebody's going to knock on my door and say, hey, buddy, uh, we own, um, you know, 75%. No, 99, 99%. Is it, oh, it's the same tax? Same okay. tax. Okay. Same people, same, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Same, same okay. people, same but, tax. But same you, situation with the real estate industry, bro. When we went over there and we wanted to basically create a association, a real estate association, they said if you're going to come back with this paperwork, it's better for you not to come back at all. Yeah, but the thing is, that again, don't ask. Like I said, the, the government has ask. to support. No, no, no. The government has to support you in order for yes. you to become a viable, of, of course, you know, trade center. If if the government doesn't support what what my suggestion, my plan, my business plan, then I can't sell it to you. And Europe well, not only sell it. How are you protected, bro? You guys, You're not even protected yeah, by anything. Exactly. Lawsuits, litigation. Something breaks out. Okay, you want to take it to court. If the government's not supporting you. Who gives a shit what that document says or who gives a shit what any of the paperwork... Because starting a business in Armenia, I had, you guys know, I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago and I was discussing this with somebody from Armenia who deals with this in the government. And to start a corporation in Armenia is it's a one-day process, much simpler than here in the U.S. In the U.S., it takes, let's say, about average of four weeks until you, you, know, you submit the paperwork, you get your corporation, LLC. LLC is common in Armenia. So that's easy, but the concern is not the, the paperwork as far as, you know, you're incorporated, fine, you're in business. 
But what happens a couple years down the line? You've invested money. You've got all this infrastructure in place, yep. and and then it's taken away from you. So what the what I'm talking about is like us creating a new right. Like I'm not thinking like these guys are they're they're gonna leave. We have to have a plan for what's coming, and that's what I'm talking about. But I mean, they haven't left for thirty years. And yeah. it's getting worse. And, you know, I think you uh, see. I agree with majority of what you're yeah. saying, but I feel like you are not giving these crooks the credit they deserve. I mean, not in a good way. Credit. You just you're underestimating how much of pieces of shit they are. Yeah, all four combined. No, I know. I yeah. know. See, and I just and their minions. Look, and their minions. I, I don't care. Kill me. Morrow is right. L- listen to what Morrow says. Morrow says, in all seriousness, you're talking about the frosting on the cake before you make the cake. And the cake is absolute security. And and that's the... That's yeah, well, I talked about that first. I'm talking about engine... Like, at first, we talked about en- the no, military-industrial no, complex, well, engineering the, think tanks, uh, creating that, security. The cake itself is the government, the constitution. And that's the four heads you guys talk about, right? The Levon, Kocharian, Sarkisian, now Pashinian. It's the four-level kick. So it's yeah, like... Yeah, we need a new constitution, and that constitution... All of that has to be... Of, of course. So... Who do, you, who do you see? Let's say those four, all pieces of shit, grab each other's ends and go back to their mother Russia or Turk, whatever the hell they are. Honestly, all who, of them need to please see? face wall. All, they need to all, what? Please face wall. Yes, a hundred percent. All, but all who, treasonous uh, people need to be liquidated. Center Republic, right? So what? What I like? So who like, do you see that? Do you see a person today that can take the well, reins? Well, it's first of all, it's not like up to me, right? It's up to the people to vote on it. However, right. for the for prime minister, I see a military man, like let's say Karen Jalabyan. Great, beautiful. Okay, okay that's what so, I wanted to hear. Yeah. The face, like yeah. you have to have a strong face. And what I would want is for the military to vote on who their leader is. Like who they they like whenever you're part of a battalion, they vote for who their hudamanatad is because it's not a political thing. It's about who is gonna make sure that your we life is alive. saved. Exactly. It's not about who has the money and this and this. And when it comes down to that, it's like, hey, we know that this guy is not gonna be sleeping on the job. He has his stuff together. Like my dad, whenever I talked to the people that were in Arsif Mahapat. They would say my dad was so strict, he wouldn't let people smoke cigarettes in the um, trenches. You know why? Because the smoke and the light. and yes. da, 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 da. So y- you have to, like, the commander-in-chief right now is someone who's never even served in the army. Im- All four of them. Imagine if, like, uh, they're like, oh, well, I was like, yes, I have heart surgery on him, but you don't see me at Cedar sinai taking patients. Yeah. Yeah. So get the chest card, Held. Exactly. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> so, um, so number one is engineering think tanks. You need engineering think tanks to create uh, drones to create a robot army because you don't have enough people, like to fight anymore. You you sacrifice too much. You need a r- literal robot army, like you see Boston Dynamics, and like they're creating these things. We need to get ahead of that because uh, the, we we can't like we can't just be like oh drones because guess what with air protection fighting goes back on the ground. So you need to literally weaponize nature. Um, 
So that is arachihertin is securing your borders, and this is what I'm like. What I'm talking about is if I created an Armenian government, what I would do, right? So the medical equipment, the silk manufacturing, the animal husbandry programs, plastics. Very like every everyone needs plastics for everything. We can create that because we have amazing chemists in Armenia. Um, glass, glass making, import sand, make glass metal working, um, alternative energy programs. Again, like I said, starve your enemy of what feeds it. Make it obsolete. Um, so uh, engineering things, tanks for that. So clothing manufacturing. Again, a high-end store, like high-end manufacturers would rather have it, say, made in Armenia because of the connotation, then have it say made in Turkey or have it say made in Azerbaijan. Use that to your advantage. Um, so alternative energy car, like solar cars, waste to energy cars, things like that. Chemicals, pharmaceuticals, stem cells, like yeah, things like that. Yeah. Uh, well, computer parts. So speaking of pharmaceuticals, is Nubar Efeyan, I mean, the guy's a billionaire, right? Head of Moderna. Why didn't he manufacture say the vaccine in Armenia or any pharmaceuticals in Armenia okay, right you're going to have to have him he has on the, the money <laughs> we we were we, we tried were, to get yeah, him on yeah. when he was here for the gala but he probably we knew we were going to bust his balls on the vaccine so would we ever do that to anyone no we wouldn't we no, never no. so but, but i mean it takes somebody like him you're talking about moderna right one of the and it made a name for itself with with uh, covid why couldn't he put Armenia on the map? I mean, I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> You've met with him. No, I literally took a picture with him. That's it? Just a <laughs> yeah, picture? Okay. Because I was a committee member for the gala. Oh, uh, okay. So we I, put it on fast. I, see, this entire list that you've written, and again, this is something that what you would do yeah. to create a better Armenia. All this is great. They're all fantastic ideas. The biggest concern I have is the people in Armenia. How will they be treated as far as employees in the manufacturing industry, in the pharmaceutical industry, will their will their pays be correct? Will will they be paid, if anything? I mean, a lot of it has to do with that as well. Again, it's sad to say, but majority of Armenia is you know, is practically a third world country. Okay. And well, look at it this way: when you talk about pay, right? Today, a, a researcher for Moderna is somebody who has a PhD. Right, yeah. Post, maybe an MD, but PhD usually. They're probably getting paid 150, 200 k a year, Easy. right? In Armenia, offer 50 k a year. That's equivalent to 500 k here, right? Okay. So you don't have to pay them as much. You're going to save money on overall your overhead, your cost. Absolutely. Plus, no, no. you're probably going to get brighter people because a lot of our younger kids now are looking into pharmaceuticals and IT and AI. I totally agree with yeah. you. My my concern is, will they be paid? If it's a company that's accustomed to paying 200k here with 401k and pensions and so you then know, why is it's like why, so that, why isn't it being done now? That's my concern. That's why I was asking if I... If I you know what I mean? These are, like, these are great ideas. Every single one of them is a great idea. Because from the manufacturing to the pharmacy, everything. It's just, it's so... Right. It's, Where there's a will, there's a way, right? These people don't have the will because they're getting paid from outside sources so to wha- not that, make that's it happen. Exactly, that's exactly the concern that we have is that 
How do we know that the same and enough, if enough bullshit of us won't continue? In, and that's the thing. If enough of us invest, put our money, have a stake, and then each of us hears like, hey, oh, my silk thing and your thing thing, yeah. and, -na 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 -na, and we all get together, we're like, hey, you put a gun to my head, I put a gun to your head. How about that? You know Ani Simonian, right? Of course. Okay. She's been on the show twice, twice. I think. Okay. She's a very good friend of mine. I'm on her board. Uh, she, she also runs a nonprofit. I think it was, was it May. Yeah, May. Last month, she went to Armenia for 14 days. In 14 days, she incorporated. Hired employees. She opened an office. She hired and trained employees. She's a mortgage broker here and has been for 20 plus years, I think 25 years. Now she has uh, a few young Armenian women working for her, fully trained. They do uh, part of her processing in Armenia, right? So I'm sure she's saving money as far as paying less wages, but it's great wages for somebody in Armenia. Yeah. And she's putting money into the Armenian economy. Yeah. There's those dispatchers as well. I forgot which company it was where they well, started doing all dispatching in Armenia. Allstate. All state, there we go. Mm -hmm. Allstate, Tristar. Almost all of them have it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the big See, ones do. The, the money Service Titan has a yeah. huge... And the, and the money those guys are making there, again, it goes back to what exactly what you were saying. The wages don't have to be the wages here. It could be It could has be to be less. a living wage over there. It, exactly. But and it's above. That's the thing. It's even above. It is. Because... Mm -hmm. You pay $1,000 a month. That's but, not willing. But then here's people wage. here saying, oh, Ar Armenians and Armenians are not willing to work. No, I feel like they are willing to work, but they're willing to work for the right company yeah, for the right yeah. amount of that money. That has a yeah, future. Yeah, they, they want respectable jobs. That's it. They, well, they, they nobody don't, wants yeah. to go work all month for $200 working exactly. 14 hours a day. It's, it's, it's not only a respectable job. You know what it is? At the end of the day, the, here's the key word, opportunity. It's all about opportunity where you're working, what it could create for you, for your family, for your yeah. future. It's the opportunity. That's why a lot of Armenians were leaving Armenia. Why? Because they were seeking opportunity. But if the opportunity is there, and yes, the diaspora is creating it, who gives a shit, and it's basically creating cash flow in our country, so be it. Who gives a shit? My mom was a cardiologist in physiotherapy, and she was getting $5 a month. That's why she left. How much? $5. He was shocked when I told him that. $5? Ner ner he was shocked when I told him that. A cardiologist. $5. What year was this? 1995. Okay. Now, he was shocked when I told him that nurses make 50 to 60 bucks a month. Registered nurses. You're saying right now? Yes. No, they don't. One, yes, they do. Uh, no, Nobody makes $50 no, bro, a month they, a day. Today? Bro, Elina's, it's impossible. Elina's aunt is a registered nurse. She makes like max 80 bucks a month. Bro. That's she not true, can't. bro. It's That's impossible. impossible. Let's put her on the line. Go it's ahead. A, put her on the line. I, I, I don't look, think it's possible. I, I find that impossible because... 80 Why? bucks a month, that's thousand. That's less than $960 a year, 1000 bucks a year. Okay. Today, the average rent in Armenia is $150 a month. How many people are living on rent? How many people? Or you can't, you can't buy no, anything No, you don't need to Armenia. talk about rent. They're Look living the, with like 50 bro. people in one bedroom. Guys, no, but the enemy inside is driving the price of food so high today in Armenia. Yeah. I call them enemies because that's what well, they are. Well, you lost all your mountains and your farmlands, so the famine is coming. Dude, I'm Potato at $5 a kilo is insane. I, I said it. Whenever we gave the mountains, whenever he's like, oh, these mountains are a burden, like he was carrying on his back or something. Jesus whenever shit. you give your mountains that irrigate the farmlands that you also gave the Zangilan and all that, well, 
then I, I said it the moment that they gave that land when they're like seven territories i'm like that's not seven territories that's your food that's your water there's a famine coming and now they're like oh potatoes guess why because potatoes grow in the ground and you don't have enough ground that's why and what we need to do instead is we need to do vertical farming now that we're in this situation um and i would invest in vertical farming vertical farming meaning Vert, uh, if you guys search it it's basically instead the one with of the mesh, meshes they're kind of hanging yeah. they're hung yeah. yeah they're like they're like you grow them vertically yeah yeah I know so there's a there's literally solutions to everything and whenever i talk to um the person who uh, heads our talk now. I told them about vertical farming. I was like, "Why don't you guys try vertical farming?" He's like, "Oh, we didn't even think about that." No, they do it. No, no. This man literally—I forget his name—but um, he, the one with the mustache. Um, but he was like, "Oh, we haven't thought about that." Yeah, we'll do it. Have you noticed the people that are assigned to specific portions of the government in Armenia do not have anything to do what in what they're charged of? The commander-in-chief has never seen a front line. He's a journalist. Dude, think about this. He's not even a journalist. He's a professional mutilovchik. 100%. No, he is. He is. His newspaper was used. (laughs) Makun, I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes you say the most kartu things. (laughs) (laughs) Where the hell did that come from? (laughs) I'm being a mutilovchik. I'm like... This I, I, can, I can be extremely <laughs> proper English, or I can be Armenian gangster, whatever she you can, want. She can go as in Makura, I don't know, you can go Get you a girl who can do both. Harry, get your Gohakan. <laughs> get your no, Gohakan personality ready. Vic says, my programmers are Armenian. I pay them the same, same rate I would pay See, you. That's great. That's, that's not but, too many people. But again, you don't big. even have to do that. Ima, for example, you. Let's say you. If you were... If you never came here and you never experienced LA, okay? okay. Let's say you were living in Armenia. You're you're in your thirties as you are today. You're living in Armenia. And the average wage, again, you ha- that's why when you say eighty bucks a month, the average wage right now in Armenia is about two fifty, three hundred a month. So a nurse making eighty dollars does not again make sense. This that- is this is conversation between So Okay, so what I'm my question to you is: Let's say the average wage is three hundred dollars a month, right? Okay, I open up an office there or whatever I do, a cafe, whatever I do, and I say, okay, I'm going to pay a thousand bucks a month. Do you have any reason to even think about moving to the U.S. at that point? Probably not, or anywhere, Europe, no, wherever. Of course not, bro. That thousand right? dollars a month there is. Bro, you'll you'll live very very comfortably because you're still gonna again for me I'm looking at it from a business uh, perspective perspective right you're still gonna sell the coffee let's say if it's a cafe for relatively the same price you sell it here of course I have to pay at least three thousand dollars a month here I'm paying you thousand dollars in Armenia and if I'm in Yerevan I probably have more traffic in Yerevan foot traffic than I would here say in Glendale or Burbank of right? course tourism and all that yeah. stuff going on so. Yeah. I'm saving money on wages. I have higher volume in sales. It's a win-win situation, again, as long as I don't get pushed out. Because nobody wants to leave their family, their culture, everything that they've ever known, come somewhere they don't know the language, have to pay this exorbitant amount of money for... Rel- I it's disagree with very, you. Well, hold very on, wait. You say, you say that, but in, I guarantee you in Armenia, if you give them a... First class, uh, uh, one way ticket, class. one way ticket to America. 
I'll guarantee you they'll take it. Because there's no, like, there's no opportunity there. But if they have that. it, they wouldn't. I know that. No, I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, so, mind you, we're on the well, same the page. One thing that honestly needs to happen instantly that piece is media reform in Armenia. Cultural degradation is going on with our media. I remember the other day I walked into my house and there was like this yelling in my house. There's never yelling in my house. And then I go and I see it's this Armenian soap opera. I, and literally, like, my mom and I have traded places. I was like, do cheskara, I see, nice then. Like, this this is literal cultural degradation. Was there cognac on the table showing the... It's, it's, it's a doctor smoking his cigarette. Complete, complete, ridiculous, like... But that's what the people want. No, they don't. They will want what you give them. Okay, what of the income and baby latre martkans? What they consume? What you give? When them. did you move here, man? If I may ask. I moved here when I was five years old. What, what year? What? Nineteen ninety-five. Okay, and when have you been back since? Of course, I go back every year. So you've been back. I did birthright Armenia. I did all. Okay, the, so then I bought a house there. Okay, the reason I ask is because, again, there's a lot of comments saying, "Well, she has no idea what's going on in Armenia." She, you know, you're being overly optimistic. That's why I want to understand. I, I went back and I graduated high school there. I went to Michael Ganyan High School. So I, I, I've, I've been back and forth. And you've gone there, you're saying, every year basically. You're there, which year, is more than what I can say. I did Birthright <laughs> Armenia. I worked <laughs> at uh, the orphanage. I worked at Co-op. So so a lot of these viewers, what they don't understand is what gives you a bigger right to say what you're saying is who your dad was. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, because nobody can buy me. No, because I've already paid the highest price. Exactly. Whenever someone tries to convince me of anything, it just makes me angrier. How old were you when your dad passed away? Uh, I was two and a half. Wow. I mean, no, I, I no relationship was even built. I no, it was. I My first word was papa, and my mom would be like, asa mama. I would be like, papa. <laughs> <laughs> he was my best friend. I remember him. I loved him the most. And I'm not going to let his mission end. As long as I'm alive, his mission goes on. There's not many Mahaparts left, but I am still here. My my friend's dad also fought with Monte. Um, so I I know she always, and she was very young when he passed away. She She's roughly about your age as well. See, that's why, like, a lot of these topics you're bringing up, I'm not going to get into it because we've had these conversations. And I always tell these guys, look, there's specific portions of Armenia talk where I won't go there because I just don't deserve to talk about it. Because, first of all, I've, I haven't lived there in 30 years. I've been w- back once in the last 30 years. I don't buy my bread in Armenia. I don't pay my taxes in Armenia. I don't think I deserve to have as much of a voice. Now, I've do I have an opinion? Sure. Maybe a little more than I should. But when I hear some morons that have never seen Armenia, yet they're trying to make comments and put in their two cents about how Nicole is saving Armenia today. Or the other side, you have a bunch of morons in Armenia today walking on the streets for the support of bringing back Idiot two and idiot three. What? The, what's wrong with these people? Well, but, but what, if they what's don't, their price? But they have to have a price. But if they don't have any, like today, look at American politics. It's the same. Thing, who did though. we? Who did supposedly eighty-one we, million? Yeah, who did eighty-one million people vote for? A guy that 
falls off a bicycle? Like, well, listen, he forgot his training wheels. You can't blame him. <laughs> so, no, come on, let's be honest. Look at bro. look his at Glendale. Stuck in there, bro. Forget about the U.S. Look at Glendale. <laughs> oh my god! What we're dealing with with Glendale elections, right? I mean, so ultimately, it's it's about who are we? You know, at least with Glendale, we had some decent options, right? But in the U.S., who did we have? In Armenia, who do we have? Who do we vote for? See, that's the big, Is there somebody that's, that's the winning question. the crowd, that's winning the future, the young generation, the, the up-and-coming generation? No. I, I don't know of anybody. Do you? See, that's the big question. Everybody asks. Okay. I do. We're, we're no, 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 one's a, no one's a fan of Nicole. The guy is basically the biggest Davajan, biggest fucking moron that's ever walked you're saying that i get it but listen who do you replace who do you put in guys he's not stupid because without a hitch he's doing every step completely perfect and don't forget the enemy did say they would have someone do the work for them yeah and And this is the guy and this is and the old the problem is that robert he had the love of the people. In the beginning, my mom says that whenever he came and was like talking, like, uh, and they say, like, he would sell Yerevan before he would sell Artsakh. Because he was about that. And the way, like, he was very patriotic. Yeah. He was a politician. And this is literally the issue that the United Nations. There's two, um, in the United Nations Charter, there's two things. There's the um, territorial integrity, and there's the people's right to self-determination. Um, so the territorial integrity, the, they say these are equal, but truly territorial integrity is like the sacred cow. Um, so uh, the people's right to self-determination, we already voted, so check, we got that. The territorial integrity thing, is Azerbaijan is saying that this is our territorial integrity? No. This is the territorial integrity of the Soviet Union, which no longer exists. When the Soviet Union dissolved, with it dissolved all of those territorial claims that Azerbaijan has on that land. So the only legitimate uh, thing left in the UN Charter is the people's right to self-determination. That's it. Because there was no such thing as Azerbaijan before. There was, uh, that, Artsakh was a part of, was put in, gerrymandered into Soviet Azerbaijan. That's it. So the only moral and legal uh, thing that stands is the people's right to self-determination. And, uh, and whenever you say self-determination, when they're like, oh, the United Nations voted the General Assembly. If you guys know that the General Assembly actually does not have any jurisdiction to decide on uh, territorial integrity or they're not actually a legislative body. So it really doesn't matter what they say. Like self-determination, keyword self. You decide. And what I would want to see um, eventually, my dream, is the United States of Greater Armenia. Whenever they're like, is Artsakh Armenia or is Artsakh independent? It's both. It's both. We know it's both because they have their own dialect, their culture, da, 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 but it's an integral part of our Eastern Armenia. There needs to be Eastern Armenia. There needs to be a Western Armenia. There needs to yeah, be but a- who recognizes Artsakh as its own independent sovereign nation? California. So no, no, no. no. Besides California, California yeah, yeah. come on. So I, no, 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 no. Be realistic. No, let's be realistic. Does Armenia, does Armenia recognize Artsakh as its own sovereign nation? It doesn't. Well, does, well we should. No, does it? No, well, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, well, and we're wrong for that. Uh, you're abs- okay, so can we start there? Exactly. So whenever I used to work for Assemblyman Mike Gatto, and I asked him, uh, when, like, 
we uh, passed the uh, Artsakh recognition bill, um, where California recognized Artsakh as independent from Azerbaijan in 2014. Um, so that, that bill has passed. California, our community, recognizes Artsakh's independence. So what, you, what, what we need to do is we need to basically um, represent ourselves better. If you didn't commit a crime, right, you're completely innocent, but you have a bad lawyer, guess what? You're still going to jail. All, the truth is all on our side. If we had enough fervor for our truth as they do for their lies, we would be so like much far ahead. But we have ankle biters in our own team that are like, Macy Medici, Macy Pititank. Like we're literally fighting our own, like we have our own team members undermining us. And if you find yourself saying that, oh, this isn't our land, we have to give it to Azerbaijan, do Turkes. You're a Turk because you have abs. There's no difference between you and a Turk because guess what? The Azerbaijanis, they're Armenian too, genetically. But they just talk Turkish bullshit just like you. So what's the difference between you and them? Nothing. There is a difference. These are more dangerous. Because the ones that are in your house and doing exactly, this, when they're the much more dangerous. Exactly. The when there's an enemy, in, uh, when uh, there is no enemy inside, the enemy outside can't hurt you. Yes. And, that's exact, and that's why I'm saying we need media reform. We, these people don't even know their own history. They think that history began with the Soviet Union. They don't know about Armenia and our greatness. Whenever you look at BBC, it's all about their kings and their queens and their royalty and their inventors and their battles. Theirs is fake. At least ours is real. That's what I'm saying. So what needs to happen is we need to, instead of having those stupid shows about gangster life that's teaching them absolutely the wrong thing about our culture, we need to have... Um, like Turks have their uh, sultanate like shows that literally show rape as some romantic wonderful thing here's the thing the enemy is smarter than us they use that money they get from oil whatever we always like to complain about the enemy has this oh they're master manipulators they're really good at what they do they take everything culturally politically uh geopolitically and they take ours and turn it into theirs yeah they literally bought unesco of course. anything that starts with the u in front of it i don't trust it. because these are all starving bureaucrats whenever we like think about these like court like these un eu da, 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 we think about them as some kind of uh like like we think about them like they're not just people Right, yeah, they're just these, people these that take just, the money and do what ex- the person asks them to do. Exactly, so, they're just people like everyone else. That's why when they're like, the UN said this, the UN doesn't <laughs> tell me ass. about me. I tell them about me. Okay, like ever since I was a little kid, um, my report card always said, "Very smart, talks back, has no respect for authority," and I stand by that. That's still me. Now, because can we go back to your California comment? Mine only said no respect for authority. Let's talk about this. Before (laughs) even the war, we had uh, Artsakh is a sister city to Army uh, Glendale. Can we stop this bullshit? Let's talk about the uh, diaspora organizations that are affecting us. What what are you talking about, Glendale and Artsakh? So even before the war, Glendale uh, 
recognize Artsakh as a si- sister well, city. California recognized before Glendale did. Okay, even California. With those sister city bullshit that they've been doing with the Democratic Party. What do we have there? Is there any weight? Yeah, they send that? a fire tr- old fire truck once in a Can while. Can we stop this bullshit? Let's bring this conversation to the people that represent you and I in the diaspora. Well, the I went Armenians to Adam Schiff, been, no, and I told him. Adam Schiff. I know, I'm I, talking about the Armenians no, 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 that I'm, are representing no, no, you and me. Awesome. I went to Adam Schiff, who is supposedly our very good friend, who hasn't authored one bill against Azerbaijan this whole time after the war or during. I went to him and I was like, hey, Azerbaijan used um, Syrian terrorists. It's documented. We even caught them. Um, Can you put them on the terrorist list? Because whenever I was protesting against uh, Garmin and um, during the war, I was doing the protests and stuff. We um, went to Viasat because I got information that a lot of the drone technology was uh, provided by Viasat. And whenever we went, we got, we got them to say that they're going to stop. But what he, what the Viasat people told me is we got to get them on the terrorist list so then we can't supply to them. And then I went to Adam Schiff and I was like, hey, can you put them on the terrorist list? And think Adam has that? he blew me off. He was like, no, no, I can't do that. Yes, he can. Guess what? Lawmakers are for making laws, not for providing lip service. And just me at Asuma Armenian Ubolorat Urachanumek. No. He's been doing the same thing for 20 exactly. years. It works. Exactly. Exactly. And what we need to do is we need to hold them Elia. accountable. Let me tell you something. Okay. Adam Schiff represents this district area, right? And he represents state. But he is uh, the head of the intelligence committee, which Intel- is very, exactly. very which important. Is very important. Which, but which intelligence? Same as the CIA, the center. Well, <laughs> basically, the thing that like heads like will oversees and like is the he's he's, he's on to something. You know, I remember I remember as a kid, I really like respected the FBI and CIA growing up here. Yeah, and CIA and man, they've become. It's like they're just a propaganda of machine they're, for, they're looking for and, and the marketing company for the democrats it seems like they are well you guys what, legal I, team. what i learned as a white house <laughs> well, intern is i'm like oh whenever they're like oh we should partner with america america changes every four years let, okay? let's talk well, about they, the deals no. the deals you what? make with america today in four years you have yeah. a whole new kidding? batch of people that you don't have an agreement with let's them. talk oh. about your internship a little bit yeah. as far as because you interned for the white house uh but we are coming back to local People yeah, representing us. Let's oh, well, okay, we well, then we no, can. Let's get, go into yours. Let's go. You, you're good with that. Yeah, yeah good. thank you, sir. So you interned for the White House when? Uh, and then during and like yeah, during the pandemic, I was an intern. Who was in office at the time? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Big wow. Don. Big Don. Uncle Trump. And. When you say you were an intern, what exactly? Can you elaborate on that? So I was an intern for um, the Office of American Innovation, which is the top office uh, that was headed by Jared Kushner. Um, We did a multitude of things, mostly legislative initiatives. Um, There's a lot of things I can't talk about because I signed an NDA. Um, But it was an amazing experience. It ran like a well-oiled machine. my favorite person there was Kellyanne Conway, very well-spoken. Like, whenever you hear her speak in real life, you're like, wow, amazing. But Trump has turned against her a little bit, no, recently? Well, the there, the there was an issue with her husband is against him, and yeah, but yeah. she was very much, like, 
I don't I don't know about the She's personal. She's a firecracker. She, she is really so is. smart. Her She's answers so were in sharp. her back pocket. She's so well spoken. When you hear her speak in real life, you're in awe of how, like, this woman's brain. Yeah. Did you ever meet President Trump? I met President Trump. Um, Yeah, I even have a video. Really? Yeah, that I took um, where I'm saying, like, I'm your intern. I love you. Um, He. I, t- I told him when I met him in real life, he, he doesn't look like any, like I said, like he doesn't look like anything it, like you see in the pictures. He looks like a Viking king. Is he like larger orange? than life type of? He's Is he as orange as they paint him? No, <laughs> no. He, he is, li- he literally, I'm telling you, he looks like a Viking king. Like shot, Hazor Mata Inca. And you can like feel the power uh, that Does he have small represents. hands? <laughs> I, he's so huge. Like, if, he, if he put his hand yeah. on your... His, his small hands pulled in Putin. When R- they Robert? Yeah. That, yeah, man. It's, it, it's funny. You, you basically said the that energy. That says a lot, man. Yeah. You said, the en- you said the energy. You felt it. And it's you're not the only person who said that. There's been a lot of people who have met him, and they say there's literally this... This energy and this aura about the guy. He has yeah. dad energy. Yeah. Where he, he just walks into the room and like you just feel it. That's why a lot of these politicians that would meet with, with Trump, bro, the guy would walk into a room like... Shove you. Yeah. In. Like <laughs> literally like, he wants to sit. Like put the D on the table and just... <laughs> I'm here. And then... and then dad is here. Yeah. And then you have... Like he can call Biden you like doof and you're like, yeah, you know what? I might be... Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, then, and then you have Biden who could barely, you know... <laughs> sit on the bicycle, falling over, and I'm just... You guys just have to remember, at the end of the day, we're animals. And animals react to energy. And this man, maybe domestically, didn't have the respect he needed, but outside in the world, everybody sees Donald Trump as the symbol of real America. Like, the golden America that people have in their mind and dreams... He represented that because he is the American dream. So how do you but respond? Everybody to wants to be Donald yeah, Trump. But see, but everybody in the states here, which is the sad part, is not everybody. They, half, a little. Eighty-one million. <laughs> they look at him as the racist, narcissistic, evil man. It's like, what? What? What has become of the country? It's like. The guy, okay, he's, he's a there, business owner. Because there is a big portion, like I like I said, he has dad energy. There's a big portion of our population that, like, hates dad. Hates dad? Dad hates real well, manliness. Tell, 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 what do you mean dad energy? What does that mean? Like, Toxic ma- masculinity. But just like, So the three of us are considered dad because we We're each have a family. We're not considered dad. We are dads. <laughs> yeah, no, masculine. No, no, no. That energy is different. Toxic masculinity is different. Yeah, no. I'm not talking about like beating your wife. That's not toxic uh, masculinity. (laughs) No, no. Toxic masculinity, as they define today, is if you're confident, if you're if you look down upon anybody who's below you, that's toxic. That's not toxic. What else is it? Are you you you've bought into the bullshit as well? No, I haven't. I'm saying that's what what they're telling you. I'm saying that's what they're pers- that's what they're calling it. Right, but what is toxic masculinity? What are they? Who who are the men that they they are defying as toxicly masculine? Anybody who? who's a billionaire. No. <laughs> what else is it then? You, what are they defining it as? 
We're all considered toxic yeah. masculine. Us too? Yes, yeah, of, of course, course we you are. are. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All the, of fact, the fact that you have authority <laughs> in your yet. own household, you're considered toxic. Soon. <laughs> you're considered toxic if you have authority in your household. Of course. That's what it is. That's, that's toxic. Why, really? I mean, really? look at American media. That's why a media, media is so important. If you look at like all of the sitcoms, the cartoons, what do you see as a pattern? All of the fathers are like bluttering like blumbering buffoons who have to like look to their wife who is like the epitome of reason. So chivalry is dead. Well, chivalry is considered chivalry. Chivalry is different. Why would then why would shi- what is what is the definition of chivalry? As far as chivalry is basically the like like opening the door. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does that have to do with well, because if, if you, you open that, a door what I can't open up my own door? Well, if that, I put my if I put my coat on the floor for you to walk that, over so your no. shoes don't get wet, that's well, you, think I, can't, you that, can't think I can't jump over? But it depends. Morons. But again, does it tie into toxic masculinity then? No, toxic masculinity. I mean, it it ties into it. It's it tie same. into it, but feminist morons are the ones who push that whole chivalry out of the window. Because I know. I can open my own door. Okay, well, well we're fighting fires. Come on, fight the fires with me, or you know, we're gonna be. You know, the other day I was driving, and this is what I thought of. I was driving back. Is from that Bill Burr skit? There's no feminist in a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw Bill Burr live three three weeks ago, Memorial Day weekend in Vegas. But and he talked about feminism and abortion. This guy was right. But the other night, you know, last week, um, we were camping near Santa Barbara with my family, and on the drive back, there was traffic near Montecito because there was construction. And this is I'm talking about midnight. Okay. And as I'm driving, they're doing construction, and I'm looking for a woman that's working there. No way. I didn't see one. No way. And you didn't look. You didn't look close. You didn't look close. I had to get out of the truck and. How do you know she that one of them was not a woman? You don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Identify right. I, I they could identify as a woman. Yes, you're absolutely right. Don't assume her gender. Don't assume her gender next time, please. And while I was seeing this, (laughs) and and I was thinking. Why? Why are we even talking about this? Like, why aren't women out here at one a.m. breaking ground on the one hundred one South or North? And so, well, why are we? Well, I hear this from my friends, like girlfriends, all the time. Like, a lot of us are single because, so, like, sometimes I feel like more of a man than most of the men I come across. There is a, there is a tragedy of masculinity. Not like going on and i think that this is where school shootings are like stemming from because if you look at the trend of these school shooters they're all beta males yes like beta males no father figure no father figure on some meds like they're basically they're they're not in sport like you don't see like buff like chiseled like dudes doing this you know what I mean? Like playing sports and da da da. There is a tragic um, death of masculinity, and this is literally the revenge of dying masculinity because it is it's it's um, it's uh, projecting in like the most like haywire way because yeah. they're not like men aren't being taught to be real men. Women aren't t- being taught to be real feminine women. You know what the you know what the problem is with America now? People like the Kyle Rittenhouses are being portrayed as villains, and the men like Mia Thompson or Leah Thompson, Leah Thomas, yeah, yeah Thomas, 
is but, being portrayed as a hero. But they banned her. The, they they banned her, but she still has her. him. Him, and correct. Her. Sorry. We have to, as Matt Walsh says in his book, we have to identify them by the gender they were born. So I will identify them as the gender they were born. So he is portrayed as a hero, which is sad. I mean, he, he went in there and he took all these records from women for for what? But then you have Kyle Rittenhouse who basically defended himself, himself and his country, but he was portrayed as a villain. Well, Matt says she's right. Testosterone levels in 18-year-old boys today is less than 65-year-old men from 19... Not 1990. No, 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 60s. 60s. 15 year olds, even. Because they're not going outside to play and play sports. They're just like in the house eating things and playing video games. And like that, that does not a man make. Yeah. Speaking of testosterone, I have a. (laughs) I I was going to say it, but. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. ahead. (laughs) You want to do it or you want me to do it? Go ahead. You go ahead. You do it then. Hey guys, we look very. Uh, what? We look like we don't know what's going on. So the testo- testosterone levels know have. What's going on? It's 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 women talking. Don't worry. Go it's, ahead, go ahead. You're on the view now. Go ahead, ladies. Go ahead. <laughs> you, want, you you could go ahead and do it. No, it's because we have a we have we have yeah. a little bit of a question and a concern that we want wanted it, to bring. It's up not a question or a concern. Question, it's, comments, it's, concerns. No, it's a, it's a it's a little bit of a beef. I should say. Yeah. Um, an unspoken beef. Yes, unspoken beef, which we need to clarify. Clarify, clear the wave since Matt brought up testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, we brought uh, Emil Giesen onto the podcast. Yeah. And we spoke to him, and, you know, topics were brought up, conversations were brought up. I was up. very upset with you. Though. You were very upset with very, us. Very, very upset, upset to the point where our, I guess our testosterone levels had been dropped as well. Yeah. You remember that comment? Yeah, you guys should have beat his ass right there. Why, though? Why? Because he sat there in front of you guys and said, no, no, it wasn't ethnic cleansing. No, no, it wasn't like a non-farver of... but then that's... Okay, let's go back to that. Day. Can so you find you, one Armenian in Shushi? Can you find one Armenian in Hadrut? No, you can't. That was ethnic cleansing. I believe that Emil Gessen is... Allegedly, in my opinion, I have no proof. I but I believe that Emil Hassan is a NATO spy. He used to be a um, Royal Marine, and once you sign that contract, you are forever their slave. I think that he is an agent, and I even said afterwards that he was going. Um, I was like, um, he was in Syria, another NATO war. Now he's in Armenia. I was like, and next he'll be in Ukraine, and exactly that's where he was. I was very very upset. But isn't well, that that's what he does for a job? Hmm? That's what his job is. He's a documentary Elena, filmmaker. Yeah, but Wait, he, but as he saw those bit. people die. He saw those people fight. He saw those people get cleansed from their land. And then he sat there and was like, no, they weren't ethnically Wait, cleansed. But no, then they were here's not. the thing. You, uh, not only you, a few people were upset with us. The same people were the people that weren't watching you. I promise you. If you watched that episode. I watched episode, the whole thing. You know what I so would have said? So you didn't hear what I, I said to the guy? Was I was I just quiet? Didn't what, I? What did you say? Repeat. I said no bullshit. That is genocide. When people are being moved out of their area, that's genocide. That wasn't enough for me. I've been like the no. no, you know, you can't. You, you can't say it. You, you know how many people have saw, sat in the comment section or on their Instagram and said you guys should have done this, and we're like, okay, 
come on the show. I don't know. I know what I would have done. And I did it. Like, I you, literally you talked to him afterwards. Right. Uh, because I had a, I did a live with him too, but before mm. he said, but yes. he knew better than to say that shit with me. So, um, afterwards, I talked to him. And did he I, have any whiskey while you guys were doing the live together? No, okay. he didn't. But literally, for for sure, he wouldn't have said that shit to me. Then he clarified he, himself afterwards, if you remember. Well, please. What? Because I talked to him afterwards. I messaged him, and we mm -hmm. got into a heated thing to the point where I told him, I was like, I think that you're a spy, and he even blocked me. And um, that's why he clarified his comments on our show because well, you messaged him? No, not because I'm I'm sure a lot of people messaged him and he got mm -hmm. a lot of hate and no, pressure. On the show. But on the show. At the point uh, like, did you did you watch the entire show? He said he meant what he said. No, what did he you said watch later. The, did you watch the entire show? I did. From beginning to end. I did. So when he clarified it, you didn't see that part? He said what he No, no, it wasn't ethnic cleansing. It wasn't it was a war. Okay. No, but, it wasn't. Elena, none of us three are journalists, right? He's not either. No. Okay, the guy. Okay, he didn't make that movie. You did you see the movie he made? No, I didn't. I refused Why? to see it. Because they, he he invited me. Osco invited Please, me. Go ahead I and will watch not, it. I will not Can you watch name it. me one Armenian journalist who documented what he what Emil um, documented? Would you First rather? First of all, he did, like what he did is he bought those clips from Armenians that were around that thing, and now he owns those clips. Okay. So he didn't even do most of those. Okay, but who? But what did he? So the desire to live, um, I it was made by an Armenian. Um, the Armenian spirit which, which made I by an Armenian. Well. Um, See, a, us as a podcast. But here's the thing: as a podcast, we bring in the, bring on the guest. We're not going to cuss them out. Have you have you gotten? Well, any, not, okay, have you I'm had not a saying, bad feeling from us sitting here? No, you guys are awesome. Right. But, 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 how, but like our I, testosterone I, levels have dropped, dropped tremendously. I call it like I see it. Right. On the spot. At that moment, what I saw, I would have been like, oh, yeah? How many Armenians can you find in Shushi and Hadud right now? Hmm? Zero? Is that not ethnic cleansing? You watch these people die, be murdered, get their head cut off. And you saw them having to leave and burn their houses because the people that stayed had their faces bashed into the ground. And if you and watch the documentary, not and if you watch the documentary, he mentions all of that from the beginning of the documentary when it opens up. He talks about genocide. He talks about ethnic cleansing. He talks about how Armenians were driven out of their lands. Then, night verbatim. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't ethnic cleansing. It was a war. Okay, we get it. I didn't he agree with the, the whole time. I did not okay, agree with the man. Okay, right? that was, but he, at the same time, the I'm sorry, Albert. No, good. Uh, but the people, our own Armenian people. If I open those messages and show it to you, I, as an Armenian, took that really hard for maybe three, four days. These guys had to like calm me down a little bit. I have to calm down those, because that. Wait, how many of those me. people was I going to answer back to? How many of my own Armenian brothers was I going to cuss back out? How many of them called me names that shouldn't be called? Right. Well, we were Turks for, for about a week. For, we right, were considered for, Turks. For, Think about it. For, <laughs> for, me, for me, whenever people talk like that, so they know to not mess around and say some bullshit like that to me. 
Okay, that's how we have to be. Piti nens do tarnes irans eres nin, vor irang imanan, vor that rhetoric, even coming close to talking like that is not That's not how it works when you host a podcast. Hala mi hat tenam in kagunar Azerbaijanum u aser, like Azerbaijan sineri mot eti porter aser. Hala let me see what that is. Because she, he wouldn't. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me clarify because Levik, you've mentioned this several times. You expect us to slit the guest throat sometimes. Let me clarify something, guys. Okay, we're 189 episodes in. I mean, going in. Hold on, let me clarify this. Going into four years, almost. Okay, when you bring in a guest, okay, that means you respect them, who they are, the position they stand for, the whatever it is. They're here for a reason. Okay, there's a lot of people questioning you, what your background is, why you think you have the authority to make the recommendations you do. Right, it's their opinion. Now. But you're here for a reason because you have certain expertise, you have a background and uh, from from your father to your upbringing to your education and all that. The passion as well. Yeah, but my point is, as a podcast host, just so you guys all know, our job is not to bring people here and slit their throats. Our job, our responsibility is to bring people here, let them express themselves, and we ask the questions that we think pertain to the subject and that people want answers yeah. to. I know. And, th- and that's it. I know, but the energy you guys had with Ellen, you should have had with Emma. What energy did we have with Ellen? That, the, 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 it was hey, a Q&A. explain yourself. Explain no, it a, yourself. It was a like, Q&A. Well, well, he answered incorrectly. And as Armenian men, you guys should. But, but that's no, his that's opinion, not, though. That's not an opinion. Of you can't have is. an what opinion it, on then? fact. It's fact. That they were ethnically cleansed. There are no Armenians in the areas that Elena, were taken over. They were they were cleansed, yeah. but the help of people inside makes you shut up. When you're an Armenian, you see your own Armenians are the ones giving up those lands on purpose. Make make the bedanat pockets or ten meskon koaz those are to me those are sleeper cells those are turks too i don't i don't care the truth is the truth is the truth they were ethnically cleansed whatever other factors there are he had absolutely no right to come to an armenian podcast after witnessing the murder and ethnic cleansing and genocide that he saw happening to our elderly and our sons uh, for him to sit there and be like, no, we weren't ethnically cleansed. When he can find me an Armenian in Shushi, then he can talk. Until then, Toksha Chahacha. See, it's it's funny how everybody has an opinion again. We have so many comments about, <laughs> you know, you yeah. can't have opinion on facts. Everybody has their truth. That's the problem today. No, but the truth is there are no that's, Armenians that's in your, Hadru. There are no Armenians in Zangilan. There are no Armenians in Shushi. Fact. Okay. You can't have an opinion so, about that. So here's it's like, the, the, is the sun hot? Yes. You can't have an opinion. Okay. Well, it, <laughs> it's it, again, like I said, when you host your own podcast and you bring guests on, you can confront them the way you want to confront them and, you know... Talk com- to them the way you want to talk with, to with them. With the facts you think are facts because, w- listen, it's not the first time... And I wasn't I'm, I'm the only person to like course, be enraged by that. Of course. We would rather have someone like you bring it up of, than of, the ones co- that would fake accounts. I'm telling you, for, for two weeks, three weeks, we were, we were literally labeled as, as Turks. But then we, when we turn around and we ask these, the same people the same exact people. We go, 
where the fuck were you guys the other 130 something episodes so you're you're going to take literally 5 minutes or 10 minutes of something somebody else said and you're going to label us as that so everything else that we everything I didn't else know can about you, you guys hold until on can you name me until you saw until you saw until a 15 minute until you until you saw a 15 well, second clip and you labeled and us then, as no as and some, then I went and I watched it and I was like no can you name no. me what was high tarek i expected a bigger pushback. Again, that's okay. your opinion. Yeah. But can you yes. name me one other platform that's introducing, whether it's politics, Armenian medicine, Armenian controversy, anything, and, night, that's, the way that night, we are? That's why af- afterwards... Because, because everybody... See, here's the problem. Everybody became an influencer. Everybody started thinking they have some type of voice during the war. And remember, we started this way before the war. And unfortunately, like Mike Tyson says, the Internet has given people a lot of confidence about speaking the way they want to speak on the Internet without getting punched in the face, right? Until that one passenger in the airplane got punched in the face by Mike Tyson. So now how we spoke to Ellen or, you know, we got comments about, well, the other guy, you know, who was there from the the Burbank vice mayor, you guys weren't that friendly with him. How much more friendly are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to jerk him off or... What are we supposed to do to be friendly? I don't understand. Stop giving ideas. You know, everybody, everybody has an opinion. That's things like an asshole. Everybody's right. that's got why, one. That's why I refused whenever I was invited to go to the uh, documentary. The documentary. The I refused. But whenever I was invited to come here, I did. Because afterwards, whenever I like followed you guys and stuff like that, I rebuilt my respect for you guys for the things that you were doing. But for me... I always say what I say, and I'm straight up about the things that I say. And I So did our testosterone level raise up <laughs> since episode one? Just a bit. Just a bit? Just a bit. Here's, what you, gotta, here's what you guys... You got fa- some connections with TRT, right? Of course I do. All right, I'm going to open up a stem cell therapy. <laughs> oh, shit. In but here, here's what people fail to understand, okay? It's that um, we respect, and we said this even during the show, after the show... Emil, even, it was after the show, right? We had dinner at my house. All the guys were there. We said, we respect you for the fact that you've shed light on the issue, period. What he feels about it, whether he thought it was cleansing, that that's but irrelevant don't, don't to me. Don't you see that he makes shed, it worse? No. Because he saw it he and then stands light. there and says, He's, she shed light and then wait, said it wasn't. You haven't seen the documentary. documentary. Yeah, you can't have an opinion about the a documentary. A lot of people didn't see it, but okay. a lot of people heard what he said. So basically, wait. that So says, does that not, do you, think, do you think that at least 2% of the people that watched our podcast went and watched the documentary at least? I think a lot of people saw that okay, so and did it. Like, but a lot more people saw it than saw the movie. And do you you think a lot no, more people saw no, that than the documentary? No, no, Are you kidding me? A lot of people. Do you saw it. How, how, based on what? It was viral. Based on what though? Based on based on thirty four thousand views that it had, or forty thousand views that it had, or a hundred thousand views that it had? Yeah, but how many people watched the movie? A lot of a people lot, have watched it. Have. You think you, you think you think basically. Armenia is but, this bubble only in Glendale and Burbank? You, but you, don't you think it completely invalidates the whole mission of the movie? Or if do the you maker think, do you of think, the movie says it wasn't what it actually was. Or do you think maybe curiosity basically enlightened some people and said, oh, you know what? This guy said this is an ethnic cleansing. Let me go watch this documentary and see what it's all about. What and if then- Henry Morgenthau, after vis- uh, um, witnessing the Armenian genocide, was like, no, this was just a war? Again, you're using the word genocide very loosely when it comes to that, though. 
I'm saying ethnic cleansing. It was ethnic. We were ethnically Correct. cleansed. Correct. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. It was ethnic cleansing. And I agree with you. Well, I, I agree with you. Armand agrees with you. Edgar agrees with you. You're right. But what Emil Giesen said and what Emil Giesen presented to not the Armenian people, but to the world as far as that documentary, people need to watch it. And people need to basically yes, spread the I, word about I it. I think people should of, watch it. Yeah, and you should watch it as well. I, I, I will get to it and I will watch it. However, what he said is what he said. I understand that. that. Were, those were his words. But the There's fact, no, nothing nine. he could say or anyone can say that can make me unhear. What, like, it's like, like, I know but, what you said because I was there when you said it. Alina, we've said this on the podcast many times. Edgar said it. I've said it. Armand said it. We are our own worst enemy. Armenians. The fact that we're basically taking a documentary and basically telling people not to watch it is hurting ourselves. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm saying watch it. A lot it. of people said don't watch it. You know and many, you yourself you know, haven't watched it because I, of I, his no, statement. I refuse to go. You see? See? You're saying, yeah, so you're not going to watch it. I personally... No, I'll watch it when, like whenever I, have, I haven't had the opportunity you know, we, to watch we, it. We, I will watch it in the privacy of my own home, but I also felt it inappropriate uh, after I watched my whole family be buried um, for me to dress up in a nice dress right. and to go out and on a red carpet and to show myself and like I'm at a movie thing. No, I'll watch it in the privacy of my own home and cry and that's your by right. myself um, whenever and it has absolutely nothing to do with Emil because a lot of the footage wasn't even taken by Emil. So I do so encourage why didn't a lot somebody of people else, to watch it. Why didn't somebody else do it then? Why didn't somebody else go out there and do what Emil Giesen did and basically there's buy a, the I footage? Mean, I said there's a lot of Armenians who did do it. So why? Nobody's what, heard of them. Exactly. I operate. That's exactly where I was going to yeah, go with it. Because they didn't have that NATO spy money. What NATO spy? So, so you're, so you're you saying Osko Okopian is part of NATO spy as well? <laughs> You know how much money the and money how much devotion? Who, who pays Emil Gessen to go ban a taparel like an antershun from who Syria is the, to Who Ukraine? is the producer of that documentary? Osco, right? Osco is the producer. Okay. Do you know how much devotion Osco put into that documentary? I'm sure he did. I have and nothing against today, him. Until today, Osco paying for all yeah. that. I have nothing against Osco. Well, you do when beef? you basically say that you Emil Giesen is... Based. You said that Antershun is not going to be able to do it. It's not going to be able to do it. Before he even met Osco when he was in Syria, who, 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 who pays for him? Like the people that you said, maybe. The, no, no, I'm saying before he even knew you're, Armenia's you're going name, way too deep into the rabbit hole. I mean, who gives a shit what no, he did no, no, before? No. What Listen, is he now? Do you guys know that he that. was um, kicked out of like uh, I think Britain or something for the for a fraudulent um, story, uh, like a journalism story that he said he traveled to uh, Turkey without a passport and then he was exposed as a fraud. Where, is that, where, that? where was that written? Search. If you literally do a simple search, Emil Gessen, a Turkey passport story, it says that like literally he was banished from all of uh, British media for a, for a falsifying story. For a false story. Okay, he might, let's say it is. But when do I, we know I, that? No. But uh, you brought it up to us. I wish. No, I, no, because for us, it's more of like having people, we're, having we're people watch the doc, having people watch the documentary, having... And pe- by people, I don't mean Armenian people, as in everybody. Having everyone watch it, whether you're white, Hispanic, black, Chinese, I don't care what you are. Watching it, understanding what the hell happened, how our people were basically ethnically cleansed from our own lands, and seeing, you know what, nobody did anything about it. 
But then you have this jackoff in office sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, and he's trying to pass another bill for another billion dollars to send over there. But not a penny was basically sent to Armenia or to Artsakh. What, what, what do you think? Honestly, I think, let me let me ask you your. Opinion. I think we need to move on how, from this bullshit okay, conversation. How, yeah, how, would you, how would I'm you? I'm able to separate the art from the artist. Like I can listen to R. Kelly songs and enjoy them without liking R. Kelly. I can watch Bill Cosby. Well, R. Kelly's a pedophile. Cosby. That's what I'm saying. Like I can. And he pees on women. Like I can. I can separate the art from the artist. I think you should watch uh, 45 Days. I don't think you should support Emil Gesson. I'm able how to you, separate those. How would you those. feel if, if the 45 Days documentary, let's say, wins an award at one of these film festivals, Cannes? I'd be very whatever. happy about it. I would and never then, say boycott and that. And then millions but I would of say, people get to see it, and you know, there's some awareness about what took place. Because a lot of people don't even... Yeah, but I'd be like, don't interview Emil Gesson so he doesn't completely nullify the whole message of the film. He might, Again, we're responsible so you, okay. for that interview as well because we had a couple of drinks as well. Okay, I no, mean, here's my come thing. On. Okay, okay let's do, now here, I'm just going to continue my piece of it. What I didn't appreciate is other Armenian men... We're supposed to be brothers. We were going through a war at the time. We had just been through a war. In the diaspora, I had some Armenians who are really powerful behind their, you know, fingers. Keyboard heroes. Keyboard heroes sending me messages calling me a Turk. And all of you motherfuckers will face those texts. I have them all saved. Each you one of you, hundred percent. coming tomorrow 100%. night? Hundred percent. Inviting them any one of night? those assholes. I have them by names and last names. <laughs> Damn, he's pissed off. That that, that vacation That's one really. Thing you yeah. do not I, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me a Turk, it doesn't get worse. Now you guys see why we don't allow that to drink. No, no, no. I'm not. I didn't say you did, but I will show you those messages. And that's number one problem and in it's, our it's community. It's not about you guys. Literally, if questioning it was our testosterone else, is just as bad as calling. If any, <laughs> if hey, you know what? Call me a woman. Guys, don't call me a damn. Uh, first turk. of all, it doesn't matter who it was. I'm telling you, if my own mother turned around and said, "This is not our land. We have to give it. This wasn't ethnic cleansing." I'd be like, "Get out! I don't know you." It's, to me, it's nameless kind of, and faceless. This kind of ties I agree with you. That's low. what I'm saying. During the <laughs> podcast, during that podcast, every time you would say that, I, rebu- I rebuttaled. I said, no, I do not agree with <laughs> you. That's <laughs> not my stance. But you cannot call me a Turk because my guest said something. I'm responsible for my words. But for our other Armenian brothers to send those messages to me, some of them but have you're also, come, as an wait, Armenian man, responsible for our defense. Yes, and some of those same people who send those dirty ass messages have come up to me at other events. Yeah, they're, they, they, they were pussycats. <laughs> they were pussycats. Come up to me, but I, at least I respect the fact that they're men enough to come and talk about pussycats. Listen, bro, that's we're Armenians. We're supposed to forgive one another and raise each other up. If me and those men fought about that and carried a grudge about Ed, it, they weren't going to fight you, bro. Of course not. But you know the fact why? That because there was this a is more conversation. No, I appreciate no, because this was more powerful to them to basically go on there and ta, 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 ta. but then when it comes to meeting you in person and having a conversation like two gentlemen or two men are supposed to, and kind of, you know what? I'll call it what it is. Call educate each other and come to some sort of mutual understanding. And we invited those. Of course they're not going to come. Yeah. Are you kidding That's me? The come and sit here. This, this seat is available yeah. to them. And yet none of them have come and taken that seat. 
It's like the conversation we're having, you the, and the I. Best, like I. The best said, part of I this is... I feel like the, more of a man than most of the men I come Yeah, across. the best part of this is the feel, guys that are going to be watching this are going to be like, yeah, they're talking about me. Do you feel more manly than us right now, Linda? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No. We should, have done, we should have done a blood test then to see who has higher testosterone. <laughs> and I'm, I'm extremely feminine as a woman. The fact that I feel more manly than most of the men... Uh, says a lot about the men. The Vopshim, the Jogi, the... The sick gang. This is Tana's restaurant, but the mixed Marta Marimota and Asavatana. You know I don't talk like that. I know. But I said you had some of those, you know, moments. Well, I grew up alone in the 90s with no brothers, no sisters, no nothing. You're only child. Only child. Of an immigrant mother. Lucy, I know Of a single mom. Thank you for telling me. Okay, so see, I had to defend myself that explains in this world. It. See, now it all makes sense. And we have someone... And we just... Someone said, Ed, you need to relax and be respectful towards the hero's daughter. Uh, I appreciate that. I, oh, I we know. are. No, they are. They're very see, every, see, every... That's it's the thing. Weird, I, and I think I offended Harry when I said, did you expect me to, you know... I said, jerk, you know, why are you using that language in front of the lady? Uh, it's gonna be a pickup line for him tomorrow, guys. I'm sorry, those. I'm sorry, those guys yeah. said those words in front of you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, just as I thought, made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> or I have another pickup line. It says, at the bar when you go to the bar, you say, you know how much a polar bear works? weighs, you know, enough to break the ice. My name's. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, really good. Right. Yeah, but you're right. See, people are taking the snippets and they're going, oh, they're so disrespectful. Have we disrespected you? No, you guys good. have been completely respectful. We've had a lot of fun. Um, but look, I'm an authentic person. I am who I am. Whether someone agrees with me, whether they like me, they don't like me. The one thing that you will never have to doubt is that I'll never sell out my people. And I believe that. I believe that. I will. You. I will die before I sell my people. For there is no price for well, me. You're. You're. I could say this with confidence. You're. You're built differently. Not everybody is built the way you are, well, because of because course. of because of the events that you've seen in your past and what you've gone through in your life. It's. It's just. It's different. Not everybody is like you. Of course, and I don't expect everyone to be like me. And my worst fear in life... Well, that's the problem, that actually. Everybody should be as passionate as, as you are, as passionate as some of the people that have you know, gone to Armenia and are fighting yeah. for Armenia. My worst I'm sure if you were a guy, you'd probably be in the front lines. Well, I signed up. There was 15 girls. Did you girls. want to go shoot as well? There was 15 girls who signed up to go. And we were training, uh, and he signed. So for for me, people are temporary. Armenia is forever. Yes. That is what I live by. I'm will it's worth living for, it's worth dying for, it's worth fighting for. This is my mission. My worst, like I was saying, my worst fear, what else, like I don't want people to be like me. My worst fear in life that there was gonna be another generation of kids like me. And now there is. And I hope to God that these kids who lost their dads, like me, because whenever I came to America, a lot of people didn't even know there was a war. I'd be like, my dad died in the war, and they'd be like, there was a war. So I stopped telling people. A lot of people didn't even know 
about my story until the war happened and I started talking about it because and I just didn't talk about it because nobody knew, nobody understood. So I was like, what's even the point? Now I'm trying to remember why did we even, because I came to Armenia in 92 and we had. No, I was know, here before that. I was here in 80, 88. You don't listen to what I said. Did you hear what he said? <laughs> I came to Armenia in 92. You came to Armenia. No, he came from Armenia in 92. No, he came I in came, 88, bro. I know my English brother i went to armenia in 92 oh, yeah, yeah, for homeignet body homeignet now, now i'm thinking about it like why did we go in 92 did you guys go to haraba because yeah. just you like, went to haraba yeah. dance Ape, to we had just 21 like, concerts holy shit 21 concerts all over armenia in 21 days just like why 2020 portions of armenia during the war in the early 90s you should call they were acting like iran's cop no bro same thing bro, bro. i mean it was bad. We were staying at like Gishiro Tikerinche. They weren't even hotels back then. We were staying in some old orphanage and stuff, you know. But Still, seriously, bro, I never even probably one of the most memorable. Uh, yeah. Trips so what do you what do you, what do you remember as far as when you went to the stages collapsing because it wasn't built properly? Besides the stages, <laughs> as far as okay, there's a full blown war going on, right? Well, we didn't experience that. That's why I'm trying. to... Yeah, but I mean, think. you're go- you're going into the battlefront, bro. I mean, like literally, you're driving through. Oh, but we were in the bus. We we're kids. We we're singing, and you know, I, holy I, shit! I, none bro. of that was, you know, I didn't feel any of that. That's why I'm trying to remember why did we go in '92. I don't understand. Call Alton right now. Now I read Shai's comment. Call him live. We finally have a compliment. Shai says, uh, as podcast hosts, what your audience thinks of you personally shouldn't matter. The fact that you're go- organically approached the subjects is the most important part of your awesome show. You guys are such an inspiration for what you are doing. Oh, that's so cool, man. Shai, Thank you. This is a toast to you. I Thank wish you I could so drink, nice. but I can't. Oh, but cheers. You're not going to drink tomorrow? I can't. You'll have bro. wine he tomorrow. Was, no, I could have gonna, wine. Yeah, he's going to yeah, drink water, too. Wine tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... We'll give you carbonated water, Arno. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With some lemon. Yes. <laughs> now, can we go back to a topic that go we back had to brought wherever up? You local? Want, baby. local yeah. and Armenian diaspora leaders. The leaders or have failed thereof. us. The yes. leaders have failed us, starting with the private schools, the ARFs, the ANCAs. Well, what do you mean by private the schools? city leaders. The private schools. As in what? How have they failed us? They haven't raised the right Armenian. They haven't. They haven't they raised have the right Armenian? Yes. In they haven't. In the I, I want you to elaborate. So, Thank you guys. I would say I used to be an Ararat scout. Great. And Great. I learned so much about Armenian history from the scouts. Great. That's beautiful. But... As a community and as no, leadership. No, for sure. We failed. Our they, media has failed us. Yes. The, Amer- oh, the American Armenian things. media has failed us severely. Completely. Has Completely. Failed us. And in they in what the way, enemy. though? In what way? <laughs> when they're not doing their job the right way. Look at it, bro. You have these leaders that are more preoccupied with what other... So the diaspora leader during the war told us all at the same Who's restaurant... The Ellen represented herself as the mediator between the uh, diaspora Zare guy and us this as the people. This was during the war. Yes, okay. the same restaurant that all three of us were present at that day. Oh, yeah, I 
almost there. Oh, you were there. Yes, oh, that's there. where I in presented the Viasat information yes, that exactly. they did a whole lot of nothing with that I had to exactly. go to Christine to do the protest for. Yes. Protest-wise, I don't know much. I don't want to say I do. But what does she do? Ellen was literally sent to that meeting to shut us all down. That's well, what she did. Well, she was also shutting down Ara and his wife, remember? She did. When they were trying to speak of the yes. hunger strike. And yeah. she did. Yeah. She shut them I down. I remember that. Robert was bringing a few things up. He got shut down as well. I had literally documents from Viasat saying, hey, the drone stuff is here. Took the things. Literally, I saw nothing I was happening. That. So I had to go to Christine and be like, hey, Christine, can you please do one of your protests on Viasat? And we did it, and we got results. So Outside the world, we have ANCA. That organization with Aram Hamparian at the wheel is a failure. Please close shop, leave, go home. Do something it's, else with your easy, life. But it's easy to say that. They're like, not of doing all, anything. Of all the people that are doing nothing, they're doing more than the rest. Because you know what? What are they doing? Because you know, you know what happens with Armenian You know groups? they represent you and I? Yeah, and whenever I was at the White House, the people at the White House were like, Elena, like the the law, Armenian lobby here is like a joke. Like People like you need to be representing Armenia. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The ANCA needs a revamp from the top it needs to be revamped. Oh, you know what happened? It needs new faces. You cannot have an Aram Hamparian representing you. Do you know what happens in Armenian groups? Like, there were many Armenian groups were created and da 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 da. What happens is, let's say you have a group of Armenians, right? If you have, like, the smartest one, they don't listen to the smartest one because they get intimidated, da da da. Soon enough, it's usurped by the dumbest members of the group. And then they run it straight into the ground. So the fact that ANCA has been able to goyatevet for as long as they have, leave them alone, make something else. They have their own thing. The fact that they are there, they're hurting us That's why I'm a lone wolf. That's why I don't do groups. I don't do bureaucracies. I do. I I go one by one, one on one. I don't join parties. I don't join groups. I don't join any of that because you end up getting led by the dumbest among you. Have you heard of Donald Wilson Bush? Of course. Okay. What, what, I'm curious because you... Well, been... I had a... Like, after the protests and stuff like that, I had a big falling out with Christine. Uh-huh. Um, but I will forever be thankful to her for listening to me when other leaders didn't and doing... I'm the... sorry, who's Christine? Hala John, right? Hala John. Um, whenever well, I... When you so say... you agree ha- with ha- her protests? Ha- Some ha- of her protests... How do you... I, I don't agree with her tactics. At that leader. moment, I was desperate. Okay. I went to Ellen, who was supposed to be the diaspora ANCA leader. Right. Da, da, da. Was she the executive director at the time? I don't no? know who she was, but she was the one who she was... She was acting like she's something, but she we really never found out who the hell she no. was. All, I felt like at the after that meeting at that restaurant, I felt like the people sitting there came in with ideas and left empty-handed. Uh, well, yeah, we did. And... Literally at that moment, I would have dealt with the devil himself if I knew it was good for my country. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So for me, well it didn't said. matter. It's Christine. It's Poros. It's Petros. Who it is? 
Whoever was going to listen and do the SpaceX protest was my idea. I had to fight with um, Christine's handler, Gurgen, to even do the SpaceX protest, and I'm still mad at Elon Musk By for the, ignoring there us. There was a question earlier about what are your thoughts on the satellite being launched, in, first satellite being launched in Armenia, since you brought well, up SpaceX. Well, I would like to know um, who is in charge of it. Like You, you always have to know the like, minute details of who has access, who runs it. Who uh, actually owns who it? Who actually owns it? Which it's not us. It's Spain. Spain but then owns again, it. but Spain it. is not like Spain is people, right? So which people? Who has access? Does Turkey have Spain access? Spain involved in anything? Apparently, with that satellite, Spain is involved. Yeah. Just, Spain I don't know is much like Sweden. I See, fine. <laughs> it's okay. You want the prosciutto or this one? Prosciutto is Italian. And, and nice. Azerbaijan oh, has Spanish. gotten to Spain because they went to Spain and they're like, oh, the Artsakh issue is just like Catalonia. Yeah. Um, so you have to be pro-Azerbaijan because if you want the territorial integrity of that... Good for them. N- no. But, Who but, on yeah. Armenia's side went and fought so, against that? You know, Nobody. Armenia's side needs to be like, no, actually, it's not the same because this was Soviet Azerbaijan. Uh, uh, Catalonia would only be the same if Spain were to dissolve today. Then they would have their right to self-determination, but uh, but until who then, represented Armenia? Look exactly. at who is representing Armenia. The people Vote for me, guys. <laughs> what are you running okay. for? Nothing. Remember, remember. <laughs> I've, what I've the, talked so much shit. I probably oh, can't run for. Do anything. you guys remember the conclusion of that meeting you were talking about? Uh, yes, there was no conclusion, no, no. brother. Yes, there was. You know what? Remember what the conclusion was? We'll meet back. Was no, that what it was? No, Circle no. back. We, <laughs> basically, <laughs> we. We wrote our names down, our yes. phone numbers down, and our emails. Exactly. And we were supposed to be shared a document via Google Drive. Did you get it? No. Did Ellen, you get it? I'm still waiting for my document. Suck it easy, Ellen. So, so, so that's why I'm saying I'm thankful to Christine, even though afterwards we had such a blow-up that after I hung up the phone, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so, but um, see, you can, that's the thing. You can't have leaders, I don't think, like Christine. They, they have to be experienced, organized, not just, you know, we're going to go shut down wait, the LAX no, airport. See, no, that, that was that wrong. Moment, I wasn't a part you know. of that. I wasn't even around at that time. But yeah. for me, at that moment, I went to every avenue with the Viasat, with the SpaceX. That didn't, nobody listened to me. She listened to me. Again, I have enough logic where I'm able to separate people, events, things like that. At that moment... She listened. She did it. We got the result from Viasat. They cried when they looked at the, the beheadings and the things, and they said, we will not do business with them, and they cut ties. We won the Viasat one. We didn't win the SpaceX one uh, because we literally ripped our throats open in front of the SpaceX things, and he acted like he was deaf, deaf, and deaf dumb, and blind. But whenever it came to Ukraine, he did Starlink and blah, 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 whatever. So obviously he wasn't deaf. Uh, just to us, um, so I will forever not be an Elon Musk fan because of that. Well, you know he's going to be launching the same satellite in Armenia that he launched in Ukraine. Too little, too late, bud. It's never too late. So that that doesn't change your mind at all. For the, anyone who does business with Turkey, I have beef with you. So basically, Trump. Good. I I was very disappointed in Donald Trump. For just telling us that we have a nice flag. No, no, no. But, no, 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 no. but how many but hotels do you have in Turkey? Yeah, you interned for him and he has a hotel in Baku. Yeah. Uh, Istanbul. Right? Yeah, but, Istanbul. But guess what? Inca, he's not the, but he's not the president of 
what? Armenia. He, he was the president, he's of, the the president of the United States. He's the president of the United States, and he, and for, for his him. country, because I am also a patriot for my country, so, America, that I love so much. I believe that the United States Constitution is the most beautiful, perfect document ever I written, and it should be defended. And for me, again, like I said, for my country, which my countries are the United States of America, Armenia, mm-hmm. and both of them have the Armenian spirit and the true American spirit are very similar. It's to have the freedom to speak, freedom to defend yourself, to not be treated as a second-class citizen. There's so much of the American spirit and the Armenian spirit are the same, and both of them are Western civilization. I am team Western civilization. Okay, but can you clarify one thing? You're basically you're saying anybody How? who does... Well, and, and that's why right now I'm not saying, oh, but Donald Trump... <laughs> I, 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 I have a problem that Donald Trump... Um, endorsed Mehmet Oz for Congress, who was born in Cleveland, but served in the Turkish military. What in the Turkish spy no, is see, going on I, here? I want you to clarify a one lot. thing. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, can, you, can you clarify one thing? You're saying anybody who does business with Turkey, ha- I have beef with. Yeah, Donald I, Trump, I, before he was president, he had, tur- he had hotels in Turkey, in Baku, uh, in all in, those places. In, in any... And then, but, but were they licensed or were they? It says Trump on the fucking. A lot sorry, of people, free, a lot of people buy, a lot of people buy his name. But it oh, hold on, we'll yes, wait. But and wait. I speak and against then, that. But and I, get, I speak against yes, that. But you, yes, but you interned for him. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yet you still had beef with him. But then Elon Musk now. I have beef with that. But wait. Yes. I have beef with like. Well, hold on. I have, you said beef, I have with beef with them. With, I have beef with my friends who shop at Zara. Okay, Elena. Great. Then you have beef with Armenia. No, yeah. like, everything in Elena, Armenia. But one is second. See, Armun, Armun. Yes, I have. I have beef. Yes. <laughs> but see, Elena. I have beef and Basturma. Armun, Armun mentioned Musk is going to basically be launching, you know, SpaceX in Armenia, and you're saying too little, too late. Not SpaceX. I'm or, saying or, in, or our, internet in, our mom- well. in our yeah, moment both. of need, whenever we were yelling, we were ripping our throats open, he ignored us. I'll Yet, never forget that. I know, that. but Trump said the same thing. We have a flag, beautiful flag. You're great people. Great, yeah. great people, yes, great business people. And I'm extremely disappointed that he didn't do more for Armenia. What more? What is he supposed? What is he going to do? Because of for to defend Western civilization, Armenia is the gate of Western civilization. Western civilization. Yes. Any time Armenia is not independent, a world war breaks out because you can't chop up and checkpoint the Silk Road and then wonder why there's a supply chain problem. Western civilization has yes. not done shit so, for so, Armenia. Hold on. So you no, think... Nor has Eastern no, civilization. No, no, no. I'm let saying me, Western civilization. We are the gate of Western civilization. How? If we fall, they will remember the Battle of Vienna again. Because what you said half a minute ago is that... Europe forgot who his daddy is. It's us. No, no. You mentioned something else. You said the fact that we what we're facing with today has to do, from my understanding, is that it has to do with the fact of the war that we faced. That's why we have supply chain issues here right now in the U.S. Is that what you said? I believe that a lot of supply chain issues are from chopping up and checkpointing um, the Silk Road, which is literally Armenia. How? Because How is that relevant to what we're dealing with? Because today? every almost everything that goes through the bottom to the top has to go through Sunik, has to go bottom through Artsakh. Bottom is what are you referring to? Pull up to? the map. You, you had your map on your paperwork earlier. No, I didn't. I wrote, I everything wrote. we have comes from China. How is that related to 
Armenia. Armenia. Cause, cause because, because look at map of the Ninety-five percent of what's on this table is made in China. I'll guarantee you these. these what's what's, these are, what's Nine. the other five percent? Ninety-nine. Do you know how things go? They this, go from this. China to India, and then they pass here. They go into Iran. They go up through Armenia, Georgia, ru- like Russia, and then Ukraine, they get to the US? Ukraine, and then they get to um, like Where? to Western Europe, and then they get on a boat. To and, the U.S. And come to so, the... So what it doesn't come directly from China to the U.S. There's this giant port in Long Beach. A, a lot of it goes like this. A lot of it goes like this. A lot of it meaning... A okay, lot. wait. A lot of it meaning well, how much of it? I don't know the percentage. But okay, but do you know that... Europe. I'm sorry. I said where the gate of Europe, where the gate of Western civilization. A, like, find me a way to get to Europe from Asia. We're talking about the U.S. Europe. Europe's the consumption is nothing compared to the U.S. You don't have to go through terrorist countries. Is no, I get it. To Europe is fine, but as yeah. far as and then from Europe, it, things come to America. I'll guarantee you, less than fifteen twenty percent of the stuff from Europe comes here. A lot does. A lot of it comes from. A lot of our shit comes from China. Oh yeah, of course. Can Can you name me one thing you can buy at Costco, Amazon, Walmart, Target? That's from Europe. That's not from China. No, but w- a lot of it goes to Europe. I, you keep, you keep, Europe I know, but you keep no. saying a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it. No, a lot of the stuff is coming directly from China to the directly here. here. I've imported from China. I never saw anything on my transcript that said went from China to, you know, Bro, my, my, Armenia my cousin to who India brings the sunflower seeds, it I, comes I from never, China. I never saw He anything. literally gets pallets and pallets. Yeah, can, long can someone? I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. But tell I me know, what you want me to look up, and I'll look no, it up for you right now. For, for, uh, tell uh, me. All I know is that for Europe, a lot, a, a majority of things have to come through Armenia. Armenia is right now. Pashinyan is trying to supposedly get a deal, and that's why they want the Zangezur corridor to cut Armenia out of that route. No, the, the Zangezur corridor has nothing to do with. The imports we're talking about, import exports. Right now, Pashinyan is trying to get Armenia's airport, Savarnot's airport, to be a hub where, let's say, you're trying to go to Italy, for example, that you land in Armenia, then you, you know, it's a layover to Italy to to increase the financial, um, you know, the GDP based on that. But as far as imports goes, from China, I have. Never in my life heard of anything coming from China through Armenia, going through Europe, and then coming to the U.S. No, I'm saying, how does how does it go from China to Europe? Forget about America. I'm not even talking about the Eastern Hemisphere. Oh, from I'm talking about from China to Europe. Show me how. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Are you Googling it? it? I'm Googling it. And if you notice, all mm-hmm. of the Karvachanzors, all mm-hmm. of the places that there are wars, Kashmir, is on the route. Afghanistan, on the route. Iran, they want to have a war. Armenia, war. Uh, well, Chechnya, are... war. Ukraine, yeah, war. Don't you guys Iran... notice? Whoever owns the Silk Road owns trade, owns the world. Why, do you see? If you literally go from Kashmir to Afghanistan to that, all of these places are destroyed by wars. Because people are trying to own these trade routes. That's why. It's, to me, those, the wars have, are not so much about trade as it is just about oil. 
You got control. It's not oil, bro. Oil. Water is more important than oil in that sense. Which I promise you? What water. about water? Tell water me. is what a bigger resource guys, than oil. What did they blow up in 9-11? The World Trade Center. What were they trade trading? Trade is money. Anything and everything. Trade is equal to money. Money, trade. It's the same thing. No, no. What is trade? Do you know what trade means? Yeah, money. N- no, what <laughs> trade means, it's not just a, what trade means is what it means you, I give you this, no, you give no, no, me no, this, that's not what it means. No, 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 Every no, no, country that's not, specializes in that's something and they trade with each no, other. But that's not what the war is about. It's not about trading items. It's about when we trade this, what is it based is it on the U.S. dollar or euro or the pound? Or That's what the war is about. The war is about the U.S. dollar because Saddam wanted to change the currency of trading oil to euros instead of dollars that's why he's okay, no longer with that, us that's, that's what trade means trade has nothing to do with i send you a couple of glasses you send me back a couple of historically plastic. historically anyone who has um dominated and ruled the silk road has ruled the world and it has always been a battle of ruling over the trade routes of the silk road and okay. that's why armenia has always been targeted because we are literally the heart of the silk is road. ukraine part of it of silk course. Road? Yeah. don't you see uh, i'm looking at do you I'm think the war at, has anything hold on, to do i'm with looking the silk at a lot of right i'm looking at a multiple maps a lot of us a lot of this stuff is coming through kazakhstan as well. well there's that's an alternative route yes it's actually one of the main routes yes but a lot of people don't want to go through terrorist countries or other types of countries. The entire Middle East is a terrorist country. I mean, it's very difficult. Like, whenever we have the Irlik Air Base... And by the way, that India that you said, it does not go from India to Armenia. It goes from India directly into Africa, and then from Africa, it goes into Greece. So what it does is goes from in this port in India. It, no, it bypasses... Right here. This is where it goes. It goes... This is your roads that you're talking about. This is multiple maps. From China, it goes to India. From India, it takes basically... Uh, the Indian uh, Indian Ocean into Kenya, and then it goes this is, up. This is not showing the Silk Road. There, Tell them, this is the Silk. The black one is the Silk Road. That's the Silk Road. Is right there, there. Is, when was there Iraq is, invaded? There is, there is one that was it goes 1999? from here. Take your fucking here. calendar. There is one from go, I get it, but this is these are the these, these are the main ones. These are the main back doors from China to Europe. These are all the routes. What? Right, just, because, just because it says it on the internet doesn't mean that that's what it Again, is. Again, you could say that about everything. His real name, so I, huh? I, I listened to the guy that got here, his real name here, out there. Here, it's the shortest he told route. Us his it's a real straight name and line. Last name. That's Anyone all who, like if I was, if his you're going to, use your logic, if you're going to draw the shortest route between two points, that is the shortest route between two points. I know, Whoever I get it. But every, tell it on him, every map I'm pulling up, every single map I'm pulling up, it, sh- it doesn't it doesn't show that use logic what is the shortest point I mean, between guess, two points it's so that. I mean I guess screw the internet let's not believe the internet I mean well, what else can I tell you use your brain we'll we'll get somebody oh, from from no the secrets. port we'll get somebody from the port on the show and we can Long discuss port? routes well if they have time I mean I, I pulled up multiple maps I get, that road is there the one that you're talking about but the main road to Europe was showing India into Africa, spread out into Africa. I wish I still had my note. It's all good. You could send it to us. We'll post it. No, like the the Samsung note. Because look, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. No, no, I get it. I get it. Listen, I'm not, I I, I totally get it. But, you know, I'm I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Okay. Uh, We're getting Pete Buttigieg on the show, actually. 
Is it August? He's coming on the show, Pete Buttigieg. September. 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 Yeah, September. And if we, and that's September why they 32nd. want Armenia Week, because if we actually partner with India, Iran, Georgia, Russia, Ukraine, then we have literally a straight line. There you go. I just, I don't get it. The first thing you got to worry about is having the right leader in your country. Of course. All of this talk about, so you have Iran begging you and literally forcing you to put. That's why I speak against Nicole every day. Come on. Yeah. If, but here's the thing. Who keeps Nicole in power? The globalists? No. The previous bullshitters. Well, because they, they, they the don't have the, because they don't have the moral high ground. They are all on the same. Yeah, team. I agree. They They're are. all global. I mean, I mean, that's the difference. Of course, we, I mean, we already went through this, right? In the beginning, yeah. we talked about it. And the solution to all of this was what? The, how do we improve the, all of this? You know, nuke I, the world. Let's start all over again. <laughs> no, you guys, I don't believe in now revolution because revolution is destructive. I don't want revolution. I want renaissance. And I believe that the first thing you can do to help with the renaissance is to create, like, Medheros Ned podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Amazing. Great guys. They'll be there tomorrow night. Vic is with us as we speak. I watch that podcast. I learned so much. Now, imagine if there was some money to make those stories into movies, into shows, into documentaries. And back in the Soviet Union, they had a arts and culture council type thing where nothing could go on national airwaves unless it was of uh, moral, academic, uh, or uh, something like educational value, right? Or uh, um, cultural value. We need to have something like that. If you want to put your uh, trash, go ahead and put it on YouTube. But anything that goes onto national airways, because that's the literally what makes me the same as a kid from New York is because we grew up on the same media. We watched um, Teletubbies and we watched... Um, you know, like the the, sh- the same shows, the news, da 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 da. We're we're so far apart from each other, but we're the same culture because the television is literally the one thing that the government ha- can put in everybody's homes. It literally talks to you and tells you and programs you. It's called programming which, for a reason. So, which news source would you trust to to actually? Uh Give you this information. Give you this information. Can you name me one? Well, I'm saying we need an all like I'm talking about. I'm talking our about own? the Renaissance of Armenia. Okay. I'm not talking about what is. I'm talking about what should be. Well, I'm talking about solutions. The only way you can do it is it has to be independent and open and free speech, of, which is of, and it has to be instead of on TV, it has to be online. Yeah. Yes, but, but there has to be legislation that says anything that goes on national airways must be of moral academic. And cultural value. There are no national airways. In oh. Armenia. Oh, you're talking about in Armenia. In Armenia. Yeah, not here, bro. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you America globally. actually used to have a law like that. They took it out. And that's whenever all this like craziness started erupting in America. Because mm. there used to be a law like that. I can't remember the name exactly what it was. But I think it got like taken out in the 80s. Uh, but there was something where if you, it's almost like the FCC, but it was like more of a, like a stricter like cultural thing where you can't put filth on television. If you want that, you can independently put it on YouTube and da da da. But you want basically, airways, you want a cleansing of the media and basically whatever is aired on television. And can you name me one uh, uh, 
even an internet channel from Armenia that you actually could watch and understand a few things? I've only seen one. Bots TV is the only thing I've seen that, and they're an internet-based media company. Hamlet Rushian, I don't know if you know who he is. That's the one channel out of Armenia that I actually enjoy watching. And I, I don't really, I don't want to talk about what is because I don't like any of what is. I am more of a idea person of what could be, what should be, and what will be. Because the idea that wins in history is not the idea that's the best idea or the one that's best for the most people or the good idea. It's the one that has the most work and belief behind it. Where, where did you stand during the so-called, quote-unquote, 2018 Velvet Revolution? Well, first of all, um, I was... Um, where did you some, stand, though? So did you, were you behind Nicole? So, kind of, but I'll tell you why not fully. Because whenever... so. I was against the old regime because after my father passed away, uh, the old regime, uh, we lived in um, Haraparak, which was basically um, prime Armenian real estate. And they seized our house under imminent domain, the government. Northern Avenue? Uh, yeah, so it was Sverdlov. Um, so like that, those A lot of families lost their yes. homes because they built. But when you look at Yerevan today, but if you go visit Armenia today, where are you more likely to be taken? Yeah, of course. Right? But what they needed to do was renovate those places, yes, not tear them down. And, and they used imminent domain. Like they were going to build some kind of railroad or something. Uh, and I sued them. I sued uh, Sashik and the Glendale Hills Construction Company in international courts, and I won. With my, me and my mom, we sued, and we won. Did so, you bring the other people that were affected the, into that yeah, lawsuit? Yes, I, like the, how our neighbors and like stuff like that. Because there was a lot of people yes, affected it, by that. it was. And um, we won. Obviously, we didn't get as much as it was worth. Because, and whenever we said they replied to us and said, Well, that was also a political move because they had to make all of the old Armenian elite homeless. Yes. And yes. What did they do? The men that didn't die, they ended up being alcoholics. Or Majority yeah. of the time, whenever you would talk to someone, they'd be like, "Oh, it's bana es shenka." Like, let's say, like you talk to them, es shenka kam bana sar bomjen ufedai. Irad hava saratselin. Instead of es martkans irans galchi vara mountain, they were begging on the streets. That's why they do not have the moral high ground today to take back. The power, because Armenia saw what they did to the Azgi Navidadne. So today, whenever they turn around and they're like, "No, we're for the Azgi Navidadne," they're like, "You know what? We remember." Exactly, and I don't think those pieces of shit are ever coming back. But, but guess what? Robert and Serge might have stolen my house, but Nicole Pashinyan stole my country. No, they helped. No, I'm sorry. See, I will disagree with you again. Realtor of the year. Those assholes. <laughs> those assholes before him. Had done a lot of damage on paper. Of course. For him to lose. He was, like of you course. said, he was the one that was ready to sign for the money. But these pricks had everything lined up. Yes, they set us up for failure. And he, it's just Nicole you, gave us the death blow. What do you think was 2016? Aprilian, what, what, what was happening? That was just a little test. 
to see what the people will do. But when uh, Sergi recognized the people are going to stand up and fight, he was like, no, I just I can't just sign and give it up. And then, like yeah, you said, I mean, can we get you tuned? Because at least those guys said, "Hold my beer, bro." Yeah, right. exactly. because because those guys at least had some self respect. Every oh. yes, yeah. and keyword self. They didn't care about you. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay? Keyword self. They respected themselves. Like in Knasiru Tununain. I think that's you guys, it. You guys have to stop <laughs> being Monday Night Quarterbacks. What are you going to do moving forward? Forget about not 2016 and this and that. In Armenia, to you say. And I, what they could have done differently. I'm saying if you, like right now, Armenian media has dumbed down the people so much. And diaspora. And diaspora, and diaspora too, because we are, we are them. Okay, they so are us. you guys are looking for leaders, right? You guys start with media. Like media number one. Put, can you put name one money. leader right now? Can you, you keep on using the word leader? Can you name me one leader you trust? Look in the army. There's a bunch of people with my... Like Karan Jalavian, I trust him. Okay, so... Have you spoken to and, him? And, and let you, me let me tell you why I wasn't for Nicole. Start an organization Nicole. with him or something. Let to me let me let me first tell you why I wasn't with Nicole. Because whenever I went to Armenia for in 2018, I bought a house. Uh, I'm actually starting a fashion line in Armenia. Um, I hope the if you need I models, hope the silk and cloth isn't coming from Turkey. No, of I course not. Did you need three male models not. by any chance? <laughs> you guys will be the first. Yeah. Actually, the women's clothing. I know sizes. you guys are. <laughs> We have the plus <laughs> size. We have plus size. We have, we have the smaller have size. The you have the medium medium. size. <laughs> we have the big and tall. Yeah, the not so tall but large. So yeah, I'm I'm putting I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I I I bought the house there. I went there, and then whenever I went to my dad's friends who fought with him, and I was like, oh, it's love is And then they looked at me. They're like, balas and I remember I was looking check also da, 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 like well, what are you saying? They knew, like, but they knew because they knew who he was. And if in the like, uh, you know that meme of this, if these kids could read, they'd be very upset. So if you read his um, autobiography, he says it in there. Yeah, he's Levin was ready to give up those lands back then. Guys, you guys Levin's keep on saying the great. same thing. What Levin did, what. What are you doing tomorrow? tomorrow? Tomorrow morning you wake up. What's first, your first step? My thing is we need to focus on media. I'm tired of hearing media about Levon and Robert so and Sez. I, and sir, it's I, like, I came, I came you prepared. Did. You, <laughs> I, I, right, your list is amazing on paper. But what do I do first, right? Let's yes. say it's my first day as president of Armenia. Well, what do I do? Well, no, you're not going to be president of Armenia. Let's be, what are we doing tomorrow? Do we wake so, up tomorrow? It's Tuesday morning. I know where we're going to be in the evening, but what are we doing tomorrow so the, morning? The two things mm -hmm. that I think are equally important, however, uh, one is more feasible for us and the other is more like a long-term thing. Engineering think tanks build robot armies. Number two, media reform. Make those amazing stories of on Medhedosned. Like, Askojan, Tavatanem, put, produce... Um, so the story of Tigran produce the um, you know produce these. Uh, is he gonna sell? At the end of the yes. day, yes. How just, much? Hold on. He just is he, 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 he just did one. That. Songs of Solomon. He just did one. Songs but, of Solomon. Okay. Yes, we need more. We, we need more. We need TV shows, okay. not just one-off. <laughs> yes, not TV shows. Media. Okay. Monday, Monday, Today, who Monday. do you get your news from regarding Armenia? In the 
Diaspora, you have... Shout out to Anna, Anna Khachikian. Khachikian. You have Zartum, Zartum Media. See, these are independent Armenian diaspora young people. And you're happy with have, what you're getting from them. It's, it's, uh, it's as good as we got. Yes, I'm happy. Is there, do you're we have, very happy obviously with what I, you got. I, I, I'm not very happy. I would obviously love more. Is there more. investigative journalism left today? None. Well, if you investigate, <laughs> you're an MI6 agent or you're... You're funded by somebody, right? Well, you have to follow the money. Like whenever you see politicians, whenever you guys had hike on or like different right. people, you gotta know who pays these people because politician isn't a job. There's I like I said, whenever I was in politics, what I learned is your donors are your owners. So if you really want to know what your politician stand for what your politician stands for, check who his donors are and check what's his, what's in his stock portfolio. Those two things, well, it doesn't matter what he says, what sweet words he gives you. If you see, like, you'll see a pattern of what their stocks are, what their stock portfolio is, and who their donors are. That will tell you everything that you need to know about your politician. So why, why don't you bring in a team of people that, let's say, engineer, scientists, whoever you trust, to be able to get the ball rolling on your ideas? Or have you done that? I'm okay. It's okay. You can. I guess this is your last trip. <laughs> can you kill him tomorrow? After like Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday morning. I can I be there? I, I want to see how this happens. I'm a capitalist. I encourage every Armenian to compete. I would like to see the best robots. I would like to see the best shows, the best movies. Compete against one another. Okay. Let's find. When you say the I best. would like to see, what's my reward to compete in this? Who are you? Are you gonna? Are you going to finance me once I win the war? I, I would like, love to finance Armenian uh, cultural, academic, and so, like any. No, no, let's take say, all I, my money. I, I create, I create this innovative AI robot that can go fight off to twenty thousand, you know, soldiers, Turkish soldiers. I I bet you if what? I bet you we could we could find some money for that. I don't. I'm not a gambling man, but uh, today I have that. T- see, these are real questions that. There's no answers you, to. You think people wouldn't invest in that? I, I you don't think th- Armenian people, if you go to the Armenian people themselves and you're like, hey, instead of giving, like, either you're going to give me your son or you're give me going to give me this money they for wouldn't. this robot they to wouldn't. fight for. I'll tell you why. Because, I listen, I was, at a, <laughs> I, was at, I was at a fundraiser a few weeks ago with some of the most prominent business owners in L.A., close to 200 men, who are you know, worth a lot of money. We, it was a private fundraiser for an organization that's building a lot of the things you're talking about. And you know what the most common question was amongst all those men? Um, if we give this technology to Armenia, how are we sure they're not going to sell it off to the enemy? So it wasn't about money. There was There was probably... Trust issue. Yeah. There was billions of dollars worth of net worth assets with amongst those two it was only 200 well, men what they haven't thought about is that once you make your own weapons you are your own government 
Once you make your own weapons, how do you know that they won't sell it off to but another government? But that's but that's the thing. If you so you're gonna use your own drones on Armenian government and then say, okay, we're taking over. We're, this is a coup. I, I think that this is getting a little too <laughs> out of hand for public thing. But at the end of the day, if you want to be a government, the thing that makes the makes a government is having weapons. If you do not have weapons, you are not a government. Do you consider Armenia an independent country today? Of course not. Armenia hasn't been independent since King Khosrov was killed by Anak. Oh, well said. I, I always thought that Armenia had the chance to be independent until 99 was the crippling blow. Yes. Because it was a crawl coming up to becoming a nation. Mm-hmm. 99 was the blow that... Yeah, we had a military leader all. that was amazing, and we had a diplomat in Karan Demerchan that was great for Genius. the Genius. Both of them together, I have, again, the dream team. They were taken out. Exactly, and we need to find out by who. It wasn't 90 who 99. Nicole came to power with the promise of opening up 99. Marty Meg. Has you he done know? anything? He, Has he put he one of those pieces Martin of Michael. shit? Again, you guys go back to <laughs> Levon and Nicole and this, that. You know, you know what changed Armenia's, Armenia's fate? You know who did it? One man. His name is Benjamin Franklin. That's who did it. That's yeah, because <laughs> okay. Benjamin Franklin did it. You know why? Because yeah. I could take a time machine and go back and say, hey. <laughs> nah, you guys, make the do you guys remember back in the day? <laughs> Everybody's going to go look up Armenian, Benjamin Franklin. No, who is this Benjamin Franklin? Do you guys remember back in the day, Armenian men had this thing called a gaga pot, right? When so your early nineties, yeah, up like, to ninety nine, up, up to ninety nine, until Tata came out. <laughs> nine. Every culture. Has an ideology, Voridan's Gazatali, right? Yes. Islam has jihad. Um, other like cultures have their own thing. Armenians had jishta. Do you remember? Some Armenians still no, try to use it so, so, okay, in theory. So, yes, tr- theory. truth. That was our thing. We have lost our gagapad. We have become dramapasht. And money worship is the saddest religion. And we now worship money. That is why we are so you easily bought in, and sold. In our blood. You don't think that's part of our blood? Well, Turkey go hokin mer mechamute from all the rapes. When? That's one. When you say but however, when was the chisht? Tell me the time frame because I'm trying to remember. Well, you don't hear about it anymore. When was When it? I was a kid, I would hear men talk about this all the time. About of what? Whenever people would have conflicts. They, they would do. get together. Yeah, but now it's my, my homie, your homie. The chishta, it doesn't matter. No, it's on your side. Okay, so... Well, that's what she's oh, trying to okay. yeah, that's she, why I'm saying it's so, we are so easily bought and sold because our real religion is money. We worship money. That's why we can be bought with money. You, you were five when you came here, right? I was eight when I came here. And I remember in Armenia, when you talk in the 80s, when you talk about chisht, that existed in theory. It was already dying out. But, th- but th- that's the th- and, and 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 speaking to my you know dad over the years, he moved there in the early seventies. What was Jishta about Armenia? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It's all in theory that Jishta Jishta. What, what was Jishta about Armenia? We even lost the theory, Haskanomis. Like it's gone. People don't even talk about truth anymore. People don't talk about fairness. Artarutun. 
Look, he, for me, I have one thing. Bro, I'm so over this whole victim fucking card, for, man. I'm for, like, for me, oh, like, I, I believe in one thing: fairness. That's look, all I believe you, in. You know what the number? Look, I, I haven't. Last time, as I mentioned earlier, I went back to Armenia was '92, exactly 30 years ago, August of '92. I'm going back August of 2022. You know what the f- first thing I hear from everybody that knows I haven't been back there in so many years? Hey, bro. Uh, just don't take what they say personally in Armenia. Don't take the way they treat you personally. Don't take the way they talk to you in Armenia personally. Don't. I'm like, so what the f- am I supposed to do? Like, just ignore everything? They're like, yeah, just don't worry about it. The way they look at you, the way if you smile, they look at you like, why are you smiling? Or you're happy with your family or wh- whatever. They're like, just ignore everything. Just go there pretending I'm like, so yeah, what, the, guys, what is the point of you can't do it? Right. I know this guy can't do it. You guys, <laughs> I lo- my <laughs> love for my people <laughs> is unconditional. Same but it's higher. Hi. I'm not talking about you're talking Turkish and Armenian. That's not what I'm talking about. You might as well like I'll buy you a even one. those, even those. And I'm in a vat higher. I want them. Yes, to be. I, exactly. Because we, if, we, we even can send you to those Chinese re-education counts. Even <laughs> if they're a piece of shit, I always tell myself, three generations from now, I need their seed. That's just the way That's I That's what I'm saying. I love you guys so much. If you hate me, I don't care. I love you. You like I know that I will do everything for Armenia at the end. Kasan Vatnes. that's okay. Yes, Like to me, you are the most valuable thing in the world. I love my people no matter what. And like you know how it is. It's like between us, like it's like brothers, right? We're like, man, you're a piece of shit. You're an idiot. You're a dumbass. But if someone turns around and goes like, you guys are idiots. You guys, I'm like, my brother is a great man. <laughs> oh, so here's another thing. I, I'm, I'm, okay, it's no secret here. I'm not a big fan of the Democrats or the Republicans, to be fair. Oh, but I p- prefer the Republicans, right? But <laughs> same thing with Armenians. We have a divide in our diaspora between the Republicans and the Democrats, right? I am willing to look past that when it comes to and our the other 72. Now, even America, right? I have traveled 45 states. I That's like 43 more than me, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> You've been to Arizona and Nevada. <laughs> and you had to go through. And let me tell you something about America, guys. You had to go through the Silk Road. <laughs> something about America. It's not particularly beautiful. There's a lot of, like, flat land. Like, there's not a lot of mountains, like... Where, you, where have you been to Mo- Montana, I, Wyoming? Oh, so I haven't been to Montana or Wyoming. <laughs> oh, so where have you <laughs> been? Sort of no, Alabama? No, I've been to Alabama. Okay, there's I, nothing there. Have you, been to, have you been to Hawaii? I've been to Hawaii. Have you been to Alaska? No, I haven't been Kentucky? to Kentucky. I've been to Kentucky. And have you been to Louisiana? All, I've been to Louisiana, crocodiles and swamps. Yeah, but I mean, well, the culture me, there, my, the, the architecture there. Okay, but what I'm what I'm getting at, what I'm getting so at. So basically, whatever you like, just said, fuck it, just no, throw it out the window. No, America no, is beautiful. No, no, America, I've been to Legoland no, one time. No, 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 what what I'm saying is, um, like Europe. What, I haven't been to Europe, but I've seen pictures. It's like more. It's way more beautiful than most of America. However, 
Mike, Are you kidding this me, is my man? Opinion. The East Coast That's is opinion, beautiful. Bro. The, the is, is, shut the, up. That's opinion. Let's this see is my opinion. opinion. Why are you arguing? Oh that was Admiral's opinion. Respectful. This is my opinion. No, no, no. Respect me, bro. <laughs> opinion. It's opinion. So, Get your TRT and check, Night. brother. To, in my opinion, Hulk, most of Hulk America, most of America, especially the middle, is just flat grassland with like water, like sources. But what I found out about America traveling 45 states is the best thing Amer about America is its people. They are the nicest, sweetest, most welcoming, good-hearted, like real Americans. I'm not talking about like coast people. I'm talking about real heartland America. They are such amazing people. That's why I'm an American through and through. It's not the land or the amber waves of grain or you know, the Gulf Stream waters. No, it's the people. Their spirit reminds me so much about the freedom-loving spirit of Armenians. And what is the Armenian Gagapad? Azat Ankach Miatyal Hayastan. Right? Free, independent, unified Armenians. That's why people, whenever they give a difference between Artsakh Tinsenta, Ijevan Tinsenta, Siunik Tinsenta. Those are all divides created. Exactly. To keep we us are divided. not tribal people. We were an em united empire when other people were swinging from tree to tree eating bananas. Okay? We are a united, anyone who puts a difference between an Artsakhti or a Loretzi or a thing, like, I do not accept anyone who tries to put it, that we're from all parts of Armenia. What do you guys want us to sit on each other's shoulders and line up to the moon so we're all from the same place? No. Every single Armenian to me is valuable. It doesn't matter where you're from. Whether you're even from diaspora, whenever people are like, oh, you're not, you're not in Armenia, you have no right to speak, everyone has a right to speak. If you're Armenian, if you feel Armenian, then you have a right to speak. If you feel Armenian, then you're Armenian and you have a right to speak. And especially, even and especially people who disagree with me. I'm not, I, I'm not right in everything. You, maybe you can tell but something do you, to me. Do you remember what they did to people who, Armenians who, for hundreds of years lived in Iran or Greece or Iraq or Syria, Syria and then moved to Armenia and how they were treated as yeah, do you remember when, do you, do you remember when Stalin sent everybody to Siberia? A lot of Haida Nasser people came from like Lebanon and stuff whenever Yeah, but how were they treated when they came back to Armenia? Well, that's what I'm saying. Meng and like tribal mentality and medgachim medchmatzeh, but it's not even Parskahaya, Beirutia, Banman. They even go even further to esi bana yerort masitza, esi chere mushkita, esi mer bakitchi. Like they can literally I, get smaller. Can I, can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you who does that a lot? And I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for this. I asked I don't have it. I don't. I, for me, there's Hayast, good and Hayast, bad Hayast. in every type. Of a lot of a lot of a lot of Hayastans people do that. Because uh, are you talking about Hayastans? Are you talking about Yerevan? Like what are you talking about? I'm talking about people from Armenia. Nay. And, and where, that's what I'm where are you we, and I from? Huh? 
Where are you and I from? Aren't we high school? I'm high school. I was born no, in Armenia too, bro. As far as people who are born in Armenia, their parents were born in Armenia, their grandparents were born in Armenia, they're they're highest on sea. Like me myself, yeah, I am highest on sea. I was born in Armenia, but my parents weren't born in Armenia. My parents were born in Iran. How were my parents treated in Iran compared to when they came back to this to Armenia? It was it was much different. And you know this as well. Yes, of course. And that's what I'm speaking about. Uh, that's why I say. But what I was did they like, do? They 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 basically lived in a certain area. Armand and Edgar from Albovian, me from Lenakan, where majority of the neighborhood was Haidenadats, or as we call it, Haidenadats. But we were looked at from the highest ansies as Akbars. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that internal. Uh, I wouldn't even call it racism because it's the same race. It's like the, the internal tri- stupidity, it, internal tribal type discrimination. That's why I'm saying like because I, we need to stop labeling everybody. We need to stop calling people Beiruta highs. We need to stop calling people Surya highs. We need to stop calling people Parska highs. At the end of the day, we need to call everybody needs to be basically called an Hayek. Armenian. Make Hayek. exactly. That's why is it else. why is it that Armenians when it comes to speaking to certain Otarazger they go oh where are you oh I'm Armenian. But okay, I'm from. But I'm from uh, Iran. But I'm. Ar- why should Why should an Amerikatsi or an Otar say, "Oh, you're what Armenian"? Kind of Armenian? What kind of Armenian? What do you mean? What kind of Armenian? I'm an I'm Armenian. Armenian. Why so, is it that yeah, our I people? I get upset when people call us Russian Armenians. I'm yeah, like, what no, the hell is that just because to I got invaded by the Bolsheviks doesn't make no, me Russian. No, I'm Armenian. No, because because well, the no because the Ar- because the highest Nazi Armenians basically say, "Oh, we're Russian Armenian because of the Russian influence." The Persian Armenians they say we're. Persian army because the, they're from Iran, the Paskai influence. It's whoever we are influenced by. That's the problem that we have. We're so I don't, we're so insecure about just saying Armenian that we have to put another freaking label behind behind Armenian. And remember going back to what makes me the same as a kid from New York. If we have this like media where we let's say raise a new generation of Armenians on this type of um, programming, literally program them, to, to, to be Armenian patriots, to like bring back those ideas uh, of Christian Armenia, pre-Christian Armenia, all of our history, all of our battles, all of our uh, heroes, all of, like have them identify. Made it on the podcast. Yes. You guys, yes, yes, literally definitely. all of those stories... They tell all of those stories. All we need is producers and stuff to literally make scripts, script writers and stuff, to make scripts. Like, even, like, the story of Akhtamar, right? Like, what, how, what a beautiful story it would be to, like... I mean, it's a fictional a, story, but... doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be real. No, right? no, no, I know, like, I know. These are cultural, like, uh, David of Sasun also, like, fiction, but, like, it doesn't matter. You know, these are our cultural stories that we need, like, kind of... These stupid shows that you guys are putting money into, let's say, yeah, you guys are doing it because it's cheap and easy to make. But let's say instead of doing two cheap shows, do one expensive show. Like put those two two together. There's no profit in that. I bet you there will be. If you build it, they will come. You think these people who have the money and the experience haven't tried? Look at what happened with that million dollars that was supposed to be spent on that one movie, which was supposed to be our Schindler's List. 
Oh, the one what? where it showed Armenian million? women. It, first of all, the how much was it? Hundred million. You mean promise? Are you talking yeah. about the promise? How much money was million? As an Armenian Bro, woman, Christian Bale. Christian Bale was paid a couple million. million dollars. As an Armenian woman, I was very like. Like whenever Did I you like that, the way an Armenian woman was portrayed no, in that movie? No. no first of all, she was a do-nothing girl. All she could do was dance. And that's and not what an Armenian lady is. And, I'm sorry, yeah, man. Yeah, Armenian women are strong. They're feisty. They yes. are the reason the wow. Armenian... Yes. Yes. <laughs> Most have more testosterone than Armenian men. <laughs> so they're the reason Armenian nation survived when yes. all the men died. So they portrayed this poor, weak little girl who literally all she could do was dance and literally whatever guy she was with in that scene was the one she loved. And then whenever he would leave the scene, she was with the other guy. Then now you she loved that guy. see what happens when Armenians <laughs> have the money to make a good movie? They waste that money instead of using that money. That's they why I'm saying I want real script writing. Damn, you know what I mean? I want the real actors quality. that were involved in that movie. Could you imagine if that they money actually made a good no? Movie? If that yes, if, if, if Montaldusica, but you know the cinematography was crisp and beautiful. It was amazing. It was the script well, writing yeah, that we, was awful. It is the 21st the character development horrible. Like oh my god, the way that movie jumped. If I okay, I was Armenian and I was lost. As an Armenian, I was lost watching that movie. And a non-Armenian, there's no way you're gonna follow along with that story. There was no storyline. It was a stupid. Oh, it, was, it was a rope. It was a rope. It it's was like, a oh, no. my God, Where am I? That movie was not a genocide movie. That no, movie stupidity. That movie was a. They tried to make it into Titanic. It was a romantic. But Rose had more depth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was. It was basically a, a romantic <laughs> tragedy. That's what it was. Yeah, oh, I, did you did you have any goosebumps at any time? The only time I had goosebumps was the speech at the end. That's right, the Armenian speech. The Armenian right? speech. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time. She was literally cheating on both of them the whole time. That's what I'm saying. And the, then at the, the end, the she died. A, and then they were like, okay, well, I guess she's dead. I guess we're friends now. <laughs> Dude, the depiction of an <laughs> Armenian woman, the way that was portrayed, I thought it was wrong. So that's not what I look at as an Armenian woman. I'm sorry. Like, that's not what I see an Armenian woman as. I was horrified. I was like, <laughs> That's what I'm you know, saying. You know what yeah. would have been better? That's not what an Armenian have you seen, woman is. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Especially not back then. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah. Have you, you've watched Yeah, right? it's like literally Armenian history. Okay, have you seen Game of Thrones? I don't. I you, yeah, but you guys know of it. You. you guys I know what it is. The Targaryens. But could you imagine if the money that was spent on the promise was dumped into somewhat of a series about about Tigran or about Vartan. Have you guys or the Artashes kingdom? Something about that where it was more I mean, yeah, minus the dragons. Have you guys heard the Tigran podcast that uh Melherosner did? Of course. We, we I had literally never heard of that story of his traitor sons. I was listening to it. I was enthralled by it. I was like, "Vai Tigran, chaberal nave." That's the main. See, that's what now we're talking we were talking about media. <laughs> we're talking about media. When we watch the Melherosner podcast, I feel like the people that are watching are really good quality Armenians there, but I feel like three, four hundred more Armenians should be watching live with the information these guys are putting out. I'm saying, I'm telling you, you need a good. No, no, we do. If you have a script writer, 
Um, you know, there's a button on the side you could click I, it. I'm new you to You literally just I'm picked it up and just. I'll answer I'm, the next I'm new question. to iPhone. I just literally hey, got an this? iPhone. Are I you, hate it. Are you down to answer the next person? That it's called? my mom. Okay, let's oh, have her okay, okay, okay. Well, let's. let's <laughs> she's worried it's getting. You wanna, hold on. Hold on. Mom John podcast, even I am. Because I'm going to kiss him. Come and me on Okay, love you. This is an excuse for you to come back. Armenian history, uh, Armenian history, and obviously continuing conversation because we're we're three hours in. Wow! So this I mean, is a Joe Rogan yeah. podcast at this Th- point. Yeah, three yeah, hours. I gotta take go home and take my testosterone shot. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Seriously, I could feel it. How do you take your shot? Is it the arm or rectally in the belly fat? <laughs> rectally oh, the belly. Oh, fat. you can do. Yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna null and void the testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> it goes straight to the bloodstream. So Arno, Arno likes because it's suppository because he, he likes the suppository. That. That's yeah. how I like okay. it because it, it helps. It helps. He loves the suppository. Helps balance the testosterone when it goes <laughs> and down. Half the time, it. I don't think there's even any testosterone. That's you guys, I want to thank you. <laughs> Empty suppository. <laughs> I, oh, let's, you guys, let's wrap up the thing. Um, I want to thank you guys. It's been very, very fun. We had a lot of laughs. I learned. Mama Zangit, she wants to wrap it up. By the way, Vic and Vic and Mike are are watching the podcast so big shout out to them they're the hosts of my head and everybody podcast. that's watching this right now please go watch go and subscribe, go subscribe to medhead osner podcast they are amazing guys. and if there are any good armenian script writers watch those um listen to those podcasts and write some scripts on these stories and sell it to even Hollywood. So, like, shop it out to, like, different people, different producers. Um, contact, you know, whatever, influencers, people with money. If we want a renaissance, we're going to have to start with media first. And this is something that Diaspora can do without the government's help. Yes. Elena, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your Monday to be with us. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess, right? Yes. Okay, we'll see for you sure. tomorrow. For sure? For sure. So okay. So. Okay. You guys want to meet Elena tomorrow, or you want to meet Elena? You got to come by tomorrow. Or if night. you you want to meet the wiseness, we're gonna be available as well. Well, <laughs> Elena, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Elena is gonna be there. The boy, the guys from Medhirosner will be there as well. Absolutely. Vic and Mike will be there. Uh, you know, some previous guests who you know have been on the podcast. They mentioned they're going to be there as well. I'm not going to mention any names just in case they don't show up. Um, but yeah, I mean, no false advertising. Yeah, no false advertising. Where is it going to be at? So we will be at the famous tomorrow, one five four South Brand Boulevard. We'll be there at six o'clock with a meet and greet for about an hour and a half, and then we'll be doing a live podcast at seven thirty. Guests who are there, whoever wants to sit down in the hot seat and kind of chit chat with us, you guys are more than welcome to join us. We'll. We'll figure out how many people or who exactly will kind of sit down with us. Uh, but again, it's going to be more of kind of a shooting the shit podcast, chit-chatting, laughing, talking, hang out. having drinks. And then, you know, once the podcast is, is over, again, we're going to be there hanging out with you guys, having drinks, uh, laughing, conversing, and just having a good time in general. So we'll, we'll see you guys. Even one more thing. Even the people that have disagreements with us, please come out tomorrow. That's a great chance for all of those that, oh, we're too embarrassed to sit in front of the camera. Come out tomorrow. You have the chance to give us a piece of your mind in person. Come out. Yeah. So look. <laughs> uh, again, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. We hope to see every single one of you guys at the pod at the famous tomorrow again. 6 p.m. meet and greet, 
7.30, we'll be going live. Even uh, if you work late, come after work. Yeah. 7, 8, 9 o'clock. We'll be there till at least 11. If yeah, guys. Later, yeah. And then, you know, bring your significant other. Bring a friend. Anybody yeah. who basically uh, knows or even doesn't know the Wise Nuts, have yeah. them come by. We'd love to meet every single one of you. Chit-chat, laugh, talk, have a great time, and have a couple of drinks. Uh, that being said, have a great night, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for joining. Thank, Thank you, Elena. Thank you. What happened? What happened? There we go. Oh.